FM. Alright, what's going on folks? Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to episode 256 of The Bordello. I'm Sam Adamo. I'm still in New York and I'm very excited about the episode this week. Before we get into it, I'd ask you all to please, if you'd be so inclined, leave a like on the video. I remember this week. I'm proud of myself. Some weeks I forget, some weeks I don't. When I don't forget... It actually helps the pod because it boosts it. This week, the episode's a little longer. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you're seeing this now, just toss a like on because it helps it get boosted, hopefully seen by a few extra people, uh, which is particularly important when the episode is long like this. And if you're new, please do subscribe to the channel. We do a weekly episode every Wednesday. And, um, you know, so since I've been down in New York, I've, I've been doing a lot of interviews in particular. I've pretty much only done interviews. And this is not the last one. We have another really cool one lined up next week, which is already in the bank, which I'm really fucking fired up for. It was a little bit of a chaotic one, which will be coming out next week, but it was a fun episode, and it was two really good gets. So lots still to come from here in New York. Um, but I, I kind of set this episode up a little bit impromptu. The guest on the pod this week is Tony Dabas, who's a comic here in New York. He's from Staten Island. He is maybe one of the more fascinating, interesting guys. And I don't mean to you know, be or sound self-important here. I, I get it. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Who the fuck is this guy? You know, he's, he's some guy from Staten Island. How could he possibly be the most? I get it. There are people that live fascinating lives. He's not Napoleon. You know what I'm saying? But, but he, he has a lot of really cool stories. Um. You're going to have to take my word on this. Just He's a really fascinating guy. He likes to talk a lot, more than me, which is saying something. And I kind of just let him go. And I, I, I wanted to get a real um, deep understanding of a lot of the things that have led to him kind of getting to where he's at. Because they're just crazy. They're crazy, they're eccentric, and they're eclectic. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a really wild... Um, trajectory that he's taken to getting to where he is today which is to say you know here in this room before me uh he almost died we get into that he grew up around a bunch of wops on staten island who thought he was italian even though he wasn't he got involved with the mob he was according to him making fistfuls of money as a middle school kid his whole life story is just bonkers he we laughed he cried at one point uh you know it, it got kind of emotional toward the end so i'd encourage you all to stay tuned for the whole thing um a little bit of a different change of pace but i, I just kind of wanted to toss this on at the start of the episode because it is my hope that you will enjoy it stay tuned for it and kind of well, stay tuned for the whole thing, I guess. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a longer pod than we normally do, and it's a little bit of a change of pace. So, I just wanted to say I think it's well worth it, and I'm really excited to share this because it was a it was a, it was one of the more wild episodes that I can uh, remember. Uh, 
So thanks to Tony for coming on. Thanks to Alex Carabano for uh, kind of connecting us. And uh, I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here's the pod. I got to rile you up. You, I got to rile you up. I can't get a read on you. Why? I don't know. I think it's the, maybe the, the switching of uh, the switching of voices and accents and personalities between uh, between sentences sometimes. I can't get a, I can't get a read. You always you keep you me on my toes. Me, if you see me on my on my stand up, like you see me do like twenty minutes, you understand the set. It's who I am. It's, it's very scattered. It's not scattered. No, not at all. You want to take that call live on the pod? Papa, listen, I got to call you back. You put him on speaker. No, no, don't fucking call this number again. You understand, you cocksucker? I don't owe you no more money. Go work on your set. Go work on your fucking set. Who, is it your father? Nah. It's a stand-up comic. Who is it? Some kid. I'd rather not say. I told you, we don't say oh, names. Oh, right. Okay, we don't do names. I don't do names. Listen. I thought it was Carabano because you called him Papa. That's no, 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 no. Okay. It's a different, different freaking Spanish guy. You almost went there. No, no, I'm kidding. I would never. I'm Spanish. I mean, yeah. You could be. That's Here's the thing Papi, about you. Listen, my friend. Me Dominican, my friend. Quiero que. Here's the thing <laughs> about you. You're, you're so racially ambiguous and you're so good at accents that you could really... No, but you could no, but you could you could flow. Me Mexicano, me trabajo en la cocina, güey. Me Mexicano, eh, eh, making the hamburguesa, ensalada. You could, see, you could, you could, you could. Eh, Zacatecas, I drive with the truck, the helado, vanilla, chocolate, fresh. You you commit to the characters more Not than character. I'm able to. I'm, I'm actually like, I was so I, <laughs> I was someone else. Let me explain something to you. Yeah, explain. explain My mom was born at a nine. My father was born out of three. They all marry into different ethnicities. I have what does that Spanish, mean? What, is, what does that mean? She Spanish. Uh, my uncles and aunts. Like I have a Chinese uncle. I have a Spanish uncle. I have uh, different family members. I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. You're, through marriage, you're saying your mother has three siblings and your dad has nine siblings. No, I misunderstood what you said. My mom has nine siblings. Oh, okay. I, mis- I didn't understand. My dad has three. Okay. But my mom's side of the family all married into different ethnicities. Right. Right. So that so I have like my Thanksgiving it's like the United Nations. Your family's the United Nations. Like, yeah, like they're meeting up at my house. Is everyone in your family Staten Island? No. No, I have family in Australia, family in California, family in France, in Hungary. I have family all over the world. And These wh- fucking Arabs they scattered around. You know okay. I mean? <laughs> right. So let's let's uh well let's compare. Of all your twelve siblings sorry, of all twelve of your parents' siblings, so all twelve of your aunts and uncles who married different People of different backgrounds. What's the totem pole look like? What's the top race? What's the bottom? What's the bo- what does that even mean? It's got it. What what's that mean? What does that mean? Top race? Like uh, what race you would think is better? No, j- just in your in your experience with them. If we had to rank the ethnicities, rank, ah, I don't. I, I love the- everybody for their for their for their for their. Um, I love every idiosyncrasies. Culture. No, I just love every culture. I'm a very, I, I personally. I speak some Arabic. I fluent Arabic, actually. Right. Not a little Arabic. Fluent. I speak pretty decent Spanish. I understand more than I speak. I know a couple words and phrases in Russian, a couple of phrases in Greek. I know a couple of phrases in Hebrew. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a man of the people. Bro. I'm but, a worldly person. But right there, you, you were telling me the other day about your Italian uncle. You're not going to tell me that Italian Americans are on the same level as the Jews. You're what does that gonna, even mean? What does that even mean? It's a different co- different cohorts of people. They're, I don't, very, really, diff- I don't very... really know the Jewish culture too much like that. I just know that I know the Italian culture. I know the Italian culture for being, you know, I was raised by the mob and I have a very 
That's why I wanted to have you on, by the way. We were talking in the green room the other day at St. Mark's, and you were going on about these crazy stories from when you were a kid. And and I had my phone out in my hand, and you said, you, you, I guess because it was like, I was you, like, is it trained. fucking recording? You, you said, can you fucking throw me that thing? I want to check that you're not recording. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you asked I me three really, times. I should have patted you down. Though. You That's asked me really... three times before. I should have. Yeah. For all I, you I, know, this could be the next step in the sting off. Allegedly, this information is real or not. It's not real. Sure. You know I mean? Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. people have done this. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving a, you know what I'm saying? You can't really, I'll never admit it in court. Go fuck yourself. Oh, so, oh, so here's the thing. So you're doing Italian now, okay? That's, you know, you're from Staten Island. No, no, so no, that's no. Also, I'm not doing Italian. You know, this is who I am. Right, that's my I point. I was born in Staten Right. I was born in Bay Ridge. I moved to Staten Island when I was nine years old. At 12, 13 years old, I started driving an ice cream truck. That was ran by the most fucking mafioso Italian people, like right, because, really. because your name was Tony, no, no, and they no. thought you and you wear the cross. Your, your, you said your family's from the Levant region, it's kinda like the like, West, kind of like the West Staten Bank, Island, Staten, but they're Christian, so you wear no, that no, no, cross no, no. Hold all the on, time. Hold on. My family is not from the West Bank. Okay, where are they from? No, I'm sorry, my family is not from. The West so West you Bank. said you had cousins in the West Bank. No, either. no, no, I don't have cousins. I have, I have, I had my mom through distant cousins. Had some cousins in the some people through marriage. Uh-huh. They have cousins in Gaza. The Christian, we're Christian Palestinians. There's two oh. percent of the population. Okay. But my dad's most of my dad's family that is living in Israel, in the country of Israel, uh-huh. lives in Israel, not in the Gaza, the Palestinian side. They live all. Well, the well not many people. I mean, yeah, okay. Gaza is kind of its own. Separate thing, but I I could have sworn rather, you mentioned the West Bank the other day. That's why. No, 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 no I don't. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Listen, in any in, in any event, okay, but that, that part that part of the world, I'd rather not even talk about that that whole situation. Well, well, we're, well, we're not, but it's where your fucking family's from. But you wear the cross, so a lot of people. What does that he, mean? I wear the cross. It means My you, whole... It means you're in Staten Island. Your name is Tony, and you wear the cross. So a lot of the mob guys say you. You said this the other day to me. I think I'm, I'm almost I'm paraphrasing you, but you 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 implied allegedly that oh, allegedly. There were people who were like, he's one of us. Let's get him in. And they didn't bother asking no, questions no, 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 because not, of the look. Like, I don't want to lie about anything, to be honest with you. And, and, uh, well, you, you know, know I didn't really, it's, it was a weird thing because I, I, first of all, I could never even get in trouble for this because I didn't really do anything. And I don't, I don't know anything. I just was around things at a very young age and seen things from people who I honestly forgot who they were. You know what I'm saying? I remember the stories, but I forgot these people. Yeah. Pick me, pick a lineup. I couldn't tell you who these fucking people are, but they, they raised me. Okay. So, so we're going to spend every day with them. We are going to get into it. We are going to get into Take it. Take it easy. I don't know who's here. Let me we're check gonna, this. We're going to get into it. The, the next step of this thing off. It's the next step of this thing off. You're, you're too far gone. Don't even, you're too far gone. Stop looking at the plants. I hope people are watching this on YouTube too, so they can see what you yeah. look like. I mean, this is—if right. you're only listening Listen to this, to Tony looks like me. He God looks like is, one of us. God is my witness. You got the Adidas tracksuit top right now. No, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You're doing the fucking De Niro finger don't, point. Your hands are up. You, you see what? But you see my point. Me really fucking aggravated. <laughs> but, so this is my point. Because you're Staten Island, and because you grew up around these people, okay? Certain people. Just Italian Americans on Staten Island. That may or may not have been in the mob. Doesn't matter. But, Dude, but the, yeah. the people that aren't act like they are. Yeah, so we're so talking. I don't really know what it is. I'm, you know what I mean? The line is blurred. We don't I even know who's been... who, who does what. No one knows nothing. Not, I get. I don't know nothing. I understand. But here's my point. So when I say rank the races or rank the ethnicities, because you know 
The You've Arabs got a background are by with the worst. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say the Italians have to be the worst because what you're doing right now Italian, is Italian American culture, well, the, which the, is you never get a fucking answer out of them. Well, listen, that you listen, never get a fucking answer out of them. The, no, tr- the truth, but is, that that's what it is. There, there's less charm to them because it's like, hey, bud, can we have a conversation here? It's like, hey, listen, listen, I don't know nothing, and it's it's almost like no, not I cannot is. take them seriously. Where that's it's like, I I don't know if they're trying to be a cartoon or if this is really how they are i have a hard time now believing that anyone who is that way unironically in real life is actually doing it so when i see that i say well for sure we have to put the italians at the bottom of the fucking totem pole then kind of everyone else chinese at the top i don't know if there's a chinese relative first of all listen i don't like doing this this is not for me this is not how i like doing things i don't like what do you like putting race putting races in like categories like that because honestly bro every race is beautiful in its own way i'm dead serious and that's how i feel about it i don't i'm not gonna misrepresent i agree I, I, I agree so but even the bad for real i personally love everyone and i i like making fun of cultures i just want to put this out there because i i like making fun of cultures for what like as a form of admiration for them not to like you know i make fun of the italians but i love the italians i make fun of the chinese i love the chinese i like i Every culture has something to laugh at, and it, it's, that's how I feel about it. I don't feel like, oh, this is on the top, this is on the bottom. That's not how I feel about it. Okay. I was raised. I don't believe you. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't believe that, that you wouldn't go to your Greek aunt's house and say, fuck, we're eating better than when we go to the Russian aunt's house. That's what, like, like there, there I are. I mean, no, my, the Russian we, food, no, the Russian food that my neighbor, Oleg, is like, Tony, you want to try borish? And it was like this purple cabbage soup. It was fucking delicious. Used to make lamb chops on the grill. We used to pass each other over stuff back and forth. Dude, I if you want to bring me on here, I'm telling you, you gotta talk about the fact that I was three hundred pounds. The fact that I used to sell ice cream and candy. I wanna talk about like the fact five. you almost died as well. Yeah, I that you know what I mean? There's a lot there's a lot there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, instead of this race shit. Well, but but you but you but it is part of who you are, right? Yeah. You kinda of grew up around like a lot of different I like impressions. I like cultures. I like making fun of cultures. And as a kid, I didn't get along with a lot of people because I was fat and I was bullied. So I bought T.Y. teddy bears and I would pretend that they were people and I would make them talk and like fight. I was always interested in Kung Fu. Since I was a very young kid, I loved Kung Fu. I loved fighting. I loved martial arts because I couldn't fight. But I was like mesmerized by like the, the, the Kung Fu and the anime and like all that shit, you know, Dragon Ball Z. So I believed that in the mountains that there's some mystical shit. And when I was like 18 years old, I lost a hundred and something pounds doing Kung Fu and trying to get to a Kung Fu physique, trying to stretch. And I had a, a split. I, I throw kicks. That's why I throw kicks and shit. You ever see like the shit on Instagram? I, I have my like I'll show you right now. I'll pull it up. I'll send it to you. You can put it up in the pod. Yeah. Well, no, I I have I have seen. I I did a little digging. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, so I, I, I saw you. I know what you're talking what about. I'm, what, so what I'm saying well, is, how, how far did you take it? Did you did you ever fight? Did you ever did you ever compete? Bless you. Where was <laughs> oh, that was a fucking. <laughs> yeah, you, you, he really is Palestinian. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, from the deserts of Galilee. Listen. All jokes aside, though, like, I almost moved to China. So when I was 21 years old, I had my uncle, Simon Shaheen. He's like a famous musician. You're going to tell me you almost moved to China, 
and you wouldn't rank the Chinese among the top. This is, we got you got to work with me here. Obviously, every there's not a superior race. I it's think like, the Chinese, except the except the Italian, except the Italian, my own people, I can put me. down below Sh- everyone else. Shut up for a second. I I think in that in that case, I think the Chinese are some of the smartest people in the world. Asians in general. The correct answer is China, by the way. They're top of the food chain. Top, top, listen to tip, me. Top, 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 top. When top, I tell top. you, I don't know what it is about God. Listen, it's funny because in the world, God is Chinese. It, listen to me. He's definitely, he say, Lord, the Lord give it and the Lord take God, it away. God is Chinese. <laughs> we got, and we got to say it loud and clear because one day they're going to be our overlords. Listen, stop. Take it easy with that. I'm very heavily invested in China, okay? I have a lot of Chinese equity. I just want to put that on the record. That's why you're and good. I'm pro-China. Get Zing Zing Ping over here. Let's get this fucking guy. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, buy Neo Stock. It's a great company. They got a bright future. I'm just throwing it out there. Not hypothetical. Listen, I'm down 100 grand. Help a guy out, all right? <laughs> I'm dead <laughs> I'm in a tough place right now. I don't know I'm what's fucking... real and what's fake. What do you mean it's, it's real and it's fake? I, I, I guess so. I believe, I believe. I take everything you say at face value. Hold on, hold on. It's preposterous. I'm down almost 100 grand. Oh, my God. In, you really are. Chinese equities. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? But 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 hold strong, hold strong. It'll pay off one day. I'm gonna listen. It'll, it'll pay off one day. I Everything going, Chinese is going to the moon. Can I tell you something? So I almost moved to China. I'm gonna explain to you how I got started in stand up. It all connects. Yeah, because that's what's hold interesting. On. You told me that you started at 22, and now you're telling me that at 21 you almost went to China. So that's probably a crazy is, time for you. Okay, so look, it's almost I've, like a crossroads. I've always been funny, outgoing, doing the voices. I never knew what stand up was. Are you was an only children. child? You told no, I have a brother, okay. Nick, okay. who beats me and physically and verbally abuses me. But it made me the man I am he's today. A, he's a big brother. Right. That's what I'm saying. Good guy. If he Good didn't guy. walk yeah. in his room and like my room with his dick out and like called me a bitch and I'm going to fuck you silly, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. really know what fear was. And then like I wouldn't chase things. You know yeah, saying? no. it's. it's I love it's, you, Nick. It's, you know it's, it's Staten Island. Good. That's what it is. <laughs> nah, he's a good kid. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I, you know, my brother was always hard on me. and Like I kind of like... Wanted to, I always got beat up as a kid and picked on. I actually got into a lot of fights. I got into like, when 9-11 happened, I was fighting everybody. I like got 30 fights. I got suspended from fucking uh, my fourth grade uh, school, PS4. I got suspended from uh, IS-75 multiple times. Almost went to Mount Loretta. Then I went to a school called Mount France. Loretta, like uh, a, it's Juvie, a, it's kind a, of? Yeah. Almost it's just like that. Okay. And then I went to, from there, I went to the, the IS-75. IS-75, uh, I, got, I went to uh, the Francis High School, which was a school with only 170 kids. Mm-hmm. The whole school was for troubled and special ed kids. So just to set the stage, you kind of had all the, I guess, like environmental factors to be a performer. In yes. a lot of ways, and to be as I, I, you know, everyone's path is different. I think if you look at my life and your life, we're both trying to pursue the same thing. You've been doing it for a much longer time. Oh, holy shit! You're showing me a picture of. If you, if you send me that, maybe we'll just throw it up. And yeah. if, we, if we think to, if we don't, I mean, we won't. No, no if we think stuff. to, just did a picture of how the big you were. Stock market shit too. I'll send you that too. Maybe, maybe yeah, no, I would keep. I would keep that for you. <laughs> I give a fuck. I love how you won't fucking talk about people that are never going to hear this. Associate, but you know you're not gonna associate with anyone by I'm name. Not gonna say but you're names. gonna just put your fucking personal, <laughs> personal account info. That. That's not gonna come out there in the middle of the night That's and fair. kill me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, if anything, it's gonna save you. They're yeah. gonna say, "Good, this guy's, this guy's, he's an ally." The Chinese will one day. But listen, but but, but, but yeah, just, just if you compare your life and my life, uh, 
I mean, you don't know a whole hell of a lot about me, but listeners do, I'll, kind of. But 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 just it sounds like your upbringing was a little more you know chaotic. I, why you know why and, I never did kung fu? You never. So my uncle Simon went to China. His 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 friend went to China to the kung fu school I was going to go to. It was a five year program. I was going to be a kung fu master, a kung fu panda. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I I was re- I was ready to like I was jumping exercises. I was doing flips. I was preparing to fight. And like training the mountains for five years, and it would have been sick, bro. I would have been very. Who knows what would have happened? Uh, but what I'm saying is, right before I left, I dislocated my shoulder. Okay. And I went into like a severe depression. Yeah. I was very upset because like my dream of being a kung fu master that also could do all these impressions. Yep. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be like Jackie Chan. Yeah, it's a that's a, that's a pretty crazy dream though. You know, I want to be a kung fu master. My dream of being a kung well, fu like, master I, I went away. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be an actor like Jackie Chan, but in my own way. And I felt like if I could do all these impressions and characters. Yeah, you're a more over-the-top kind of comic. You're a more performative Like Robin guy. Williams. That yeah. That doesn't kill himself. Yeah. That lives his whole life. So far, well, yeah, so far, so far. No, so yeah. far. Yeah, hopefully. We never know like the future I, holds. If I don't get pussy in the next couple of years, I don't know what I might have. Fun, <laughs> I'm, dude. I'm just kidding. No, you're. I'm grinding. It, ma- it makes sense, though. You, that's you... what my dick tells me. I'm grinding. That's what it tells me. <laughs> it's like, hey, listen, don't worry about it. You're grinding right now. But give me a hand for a second. <laughs> just, my a... dick talks to me. I get, give me a hand for a second. I need a hand. Yeah. No, no, no. Your dick was Italian. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're, you're, you're you're naturally funny guy. So, you're just natural. You're sort of a naturally goofy guy. You know, I mean, you're not even like uh, you're. Not, you're not, you're not thinking about you're not thinking about like uh, you were telling me that your writing is very different. You kind of I don't just, do writing. Yeah, yeah. I, I really Which, by the way, I think anyone listening to this kind of probably sure believes. No, sorry. And I don't mean that in a way that's condescending. I think it actually, unironically, works for you. You're kind of just a uh, look. I do writing, a, but the way I write is I write in this book, right? Or like I have multiple books, but I write like a bunch of shit, right? Like tags, like, like no, no, no. I just write my bits out once they've been said oh, through so you, my mouth. Right, right. Once right. they've been said. On stage, I say them a bunch of times, and then I say them on stage. Like what? Like my like if my so dick, like, if my dick were a, a wop from no, Staten no, Island and is telling me give me a hand, that becomes a bit. No, these are all right. So like this one's like, you ever see a guy with brand new veneers? They just smile a little longer. They, they like show you their teeth a little extra long, like just to just to show you they got veneers. They, they don't smile regular. They're like yeah, they're like hey. yeah. They're like, look, you know what I mean? It's like that the thought I had. I never said it on stage. Yeah, yeah well, no. But then, it's, so, it's, okay, so, but, it's, but it's not that. Un, it's just a lot of like brain dump stuff. It's like a lot of yes. observation. Yes. Okay, so, so you're, you're just more a little. You're, high, you're a little more all over the map with it. What I'm, what I'm saying is I do write, but I never knew what stand-up was. When I went to – so I had dislocated my shoulder. I was depressed. Then I went to a – Were prison. you fat? Or no, no I was skinny. I was in shape. I okay. was in very good shape. You're in kung fu shape. You were ready I to was, go. bro, I was jumping, running. You're in great shape now, too, by the way. I was, yeah, I was, I mean, knock on wood. Yeah, Thank right. God. I've been, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. You're fucking, you're, no, you're, you're, you're juiced. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm 32. I eat very healthy. I meal prep. I do all the right things. Uh, when I dislocated my shoulder, I was very upset about this, bro. I wanted to be going to China. I had someone that was going to pay forty grand for my school for five years. Who? I don't want to say who, but somebody oh. was going to pay for it. Excellent. You know, and that it broke my heart, bro. I was I was crying. I was very depressed. I I couldn't even afford therapy because I didn't have insurance. 
So I went, because I'm always a hustler. I work different jobs. I went and got a job at a physical therapy place in Brooklyn called Step in the Stride. It's, uh, I went back to school. I went to this place called Step in the Stride. And um, the, the dude, Brian Mabry, was like, dude, you're so funny. God rest his soul. He actually passed away 45 years old uh, recently on some weird shit with a heart attack. Crazy. But uh, yeah. anyway, God rest his soul. Brian Mabry gave me, he said to me, dude, you really. So I went to physical therapy just to learn how to fix myself. I needed a job. I said, let me learn therapy. I couldn't afford therapy. So I worked there to learn the therapy then did it on myself at home and fixed my shoulders myself. Like I have a torn supraspinatus, a torn anterior minor, a torn meniscus. I have, I'll send you the MRI things, by the way. For, feel free uh, if, yeah. you, if you're so inclined. But this is all from what? From, from, from well, this Kung is Fu? From Kung Fu and this is from a later accident in life. What's I had a car accident where some drunk driver smashed into me from behind and I re-dislocated my shoulder. Where were you? This was like three years ago, four years ago. Where, where, where was I was coming back from. I was coming back from Jimmy John's. It's like four or five years ago. Okay, Jimmy yeah. John's where, where? Jimmy John's, real fast, real fast, sandwich. Jimmy John's. No. What, what, bur what borough? <laughs> Staten Island. Yeah. Bro, I'm Staten Island. Yeah. You heard? Stop fighting with me. So it's what they say, man. It's cra crazy shit happens here. Yeah, I'm dude, you're fucking, you're, get, you're getting physical with it and the radiator's blasting right now. Listen, listen. Take Hold off, on. take off the jumper. Let's go. Hold on, I wanted to tell you something. We're gonna, we're gonna fucking break so, into shadow so, boxing so, over here. Listen, listen. Brian Mabry told me I was really funny. He goes, he goes, dude. He goes, he goes, you should be a comedian. And I was like, I was like, comedian. I was like, what are you talking about, comedian? I'm like, like, like an actor. He's like, no, 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 like a stand-up comedian. So I genuinely had never seen stand-up before. I knew. I knew I watched soap. I watched all those movies with Kevin Hart. The stuff with with all these people. I mean, I don't know if Kevin Hart was big back then. Yeah, not as. Yeah, he he got big young. So yeah, I think he. When was. did Soul Plane come out? I don't know, but but he's been around for like twenty years, man. He was. You know, hey he, Siri, when did Soul Plane come out? I, I can tell you, you're thirty two, ten years ago. One minute. Soul Plane was released was, on May 28, two thousand four. Oh fuck yeah, he's been in movies for a long time. So I, I started comedy in two thousand thirteen. So I watched Soul Plane and thought that he was actually just a comedic actor. I never even knew he was a stand-up. A lot of people don't know. So, yeah. so, so, so Brian took me to a stand-up show, and then that next week I signed up for the Laughing Buddha mic and did a Laughing Buddha mic at the Village Lantern. It's been going on a long fucking time. These guys are still going, I think. So, so I Laughing I, Buddha. Dead, bro, I, see, dead. I see them around now sometimes. Dude, so, so from that point. I began my comedy journey. And so it, so I, it was because of the injury. It was because of the yeah, injury, basically. I, you know, and you I never was, competed in Kung Fu after that. No, but I, I constantly kick the bag. I, I, yeah. I, I throw about 400 to 800 kicks a, a, uh, like a week. Here's a pitch for you. Yeah. You're a mob guy, but you know Kung Fu. So you're like, a, you're, like a, you're like the muscle in the mob, and no one expects it to be, you know, no one expects it to be you because you're like, you know, you kind of look like maybe a guy who might do collections or might fucking run like, uh, like run like uh, I don't know, run numbers or something. Yeah. You don't look like the big fucking fat, you know, tall Goliath of a, of a, you know, of a security guy that they'll tend to, you know, send in, in the event that they need to get like some shit done. Like a Jason Statham. I'm a big but fan they, of Jason Statham. Type of thing. Yeah. I love that. Well, he's he's ripped. Yeah, but I'm but my yeah my point is you don't look like. Uh, 
like a body build, like a big, tall wall no, of no, a no, fucking no. bodybuilder on gear, or like a fat security guy. So you'd be like the sneaky security guy. And it's like, unassuming like a, is the word. An unassuming guy who knows Kung Fu. And maybe you could kind of, it could be like, it's a comedy. It's yeah, a, I mean, it's a I have, I have a story. Your, name, your name is Tony in it, by the I way. I have a story about my whole life and about how I started in the ice cream business. And I've been working on it for a while. It's very unique. How much money were you making at once in the ice cream business? Like at the height of it all, at you, the height of the to, uh, you have to know the whole. You the can't just know about the big, the top. It, it started when I was twelve. I learned, I learned how to sell when I was twelve. This is another thing about again. Of course, I'm fucking around, but when I say you got to put the Italian Americans at the bottom, I, I'm. It's because they'll make the kids work at twelve in. Italian American neighborhoods. Now again, that's also kind well, of charming and great. fun. I mean, I was making thousands of dollars at age. <laughs> you understand that nobody how, had. You understand how crazy that is? You're making thousands of dollars I at was 13 making, years old. I was making. Well, look. So when I was 12 years old, I bought candy from Costco. All right. I was eating a lot of the profits. That's part of the reason why I got fat because I was a fat fuck and I was eating everything. It is what it is. You got high on your own supply. I got high on my own supply. Yeah. Uh, and I was smoking pot at 12 years old, too. That's no, the problem. You're just fucking ripping kick Ripping pot. <laughs> I, my, my neighbor, just, star my neighbor, just starving, no self-control. My neighbor used to be a young kid, used to go to the park, smoke. I would smoke with him. i get so fucking high. I'd be walking through the park. I never forget, like, the old weed. I used to smoke weed back in the day when I first started smoking weed. I felt like I was literally flying. At one point, like, like, yeah, dude, you're, you're a little 12 year old's brain, dude. You're the brain of a child. That's what I'm saying. The fucking brain of a child, dude. Smoking I used fucking whippets. There's oh. a lot of reasons why I am the way I am. Partially because of the whippets. But anyway, listen, so what were they talking about? Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. So the candy, the ice cream, I was business. selling candy in the schools. And what happened with that was I'm selling candy in the schools. I was making probably, I was selling the dollar candy bars. I was selling for like a dollar. And I was making probably like three, four hundred a week. I was yeah. making a good amount of money. I love how you talk about this like like it was fucking. You talk about this like you were a loan shark. Yeah, I was making about three, four hundred a this week. This is twenty years ago. Three, four hundred a week. Four <laughs> hundred a week when you were thirteen. Here's what's funny. You're still doing it now. Before we started, you were telling me that tomorrow you're gonna go to Starbucks. And no, no, gonna... we'll talk about that after. We'll talk about that. Oh, after. why is that a secret? No, 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 we're gonna talk the, about that the, after. The Starbucks hack. It's not a. It's not a secret. I'm willing to tell the world, but I'm. I'll... So okay. look. So. I, I was making 300 a week. I was doing well. Then the school went and got vending machines. So I talked to my uncle Paulie, who's like this, like, you know, tough guy in the neighborhood. Uh, may or may not have been involved in the mob. Who knows? Nobody, anyway, nobody so, knows. Nobody knows. So my uncle Paulie's like, Tom, you got to corner the market. You can't let these fucking jerk offs. They're dicking you around. You had a good thing going. Now they fucking, they're in there with your, with, with your territory. So I'm like, listen, you know, what, I'm going to go. What'd you do? You firebombed the. I cut all the wires in the back of the vending machines. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And then somebody ratted me out. They found out it was me. Who, and ratted, who ratted you out? Some fucking dirtbag. I don't know. I spit a loogie in his ear. Next, I, I see him. He's a fat kid. Some I'm racist pretty, fucking. Nah, I think his name was Richie something. I, I can't say that. Richie Fleas. Let's R call him that. Yeah. Richie Fleas. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so he, I, he ratted me out. So I, I pushed him as hard as I could, and I couldn't get him off the chair because he's so fat. And I was weak. So I... So I she was pissed because you fucking... So you, said, you were cornered the market, I and said, you were creating a monopoly, which was driving up the prices of the candy. So it was cheaper than the vending machines. The fucking guy was pissed off because he couldn't get as much for his buck. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck. 
It all makes sense. So then, so then I call, I called him. I'm like, yo, you fucking scumbag, you piece. Of, whatever I said to you him, called him. I called him. A, I called him a piece of shit, a, a loser for writing me. Oh, out. like out loud. You I didn't said, call yeah. him on the phone. So why'd you open your mouth? This and that. He goes, oh fuck you, you dirty Arab. I was like, okay. I spit a fucking loogie right in his ear, and he started crying. He started crying like a big loogie went into his ear, and he couldn't get it out. He <laughs> was literally crying. He went from being a tough guy to crying. So then. Boom, the bell rings. Two minutes later, we all dismiss. I run and grab a peanut butter jelly sandwich because I was still hungry. Anyway, so I grab the peanut butter jelly sandwich. Were you a fat kid at this point? Oh, yeah. So, so, so it's fat on fat crime. Yes. So which that, makes it even funny. You fucking one fat kid spitting a loogie into another fat guy's so ear. As I'm in, on Staten Island. As I'm in class. He, I'm, calls him a dirty, he calls him a dirty Arab. It's just the most Staten Island thing you would have expected 20 years a, ago. He called me a dirty Arab. A that was a, that <laughs> one, was a one fat Italian kid calls a fat Arab kid a dirty Arab and the fat Arab retaliates. Yeah, so sure I didn't retaliate, so I spit a loogie like, in his Like ear. Israel Hamas. No, stop. I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I don't know nothing. What? No, listen, all jokes aside, it's not even It's not even bringing it up doesn't make it even. Listen, all jokes aside, I, what happened in, in that school from that point within 10 minutes, I heard my name on the on that uh, loudspeaker. It was he, the principal. He ratted you out again? No, the principal found out that I spit a loogie. How the fuck did the principal find out? Because he went, he went to – so, so I got called – to Mr. Herman's office, Mr. Herman's, it was I-75 at the time. Mr. Herman, he goes, he goes, Tony, get to the fucking principal. You heard it like, loud. And he was saying. Like, They're dropping F-bombs. He was dropping inappropriate. She was like a Staten Island. He's like, get yeah. the fuck over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your uncle called, get the fuck over here to the principal's yeah, office. Right, right, right. And then next thing you know, I see this kid sitting down with the loogie still in his ear. He kept it as evidence. It, as evidence. Because that fucking pussy wanted to get you. Next thing you know, I got suspended. Whatever. It is what it is. Then, year after, I was like, you know what? 13 years old. I was like, 13 and a half. I want to, next year, I want to make it big. I want to start selling ice cream and candy. Because I had a community pool. My, my condominium was actually one pool here, one pool here, one pool there. Bunch of kids. Probably like 70 kids in each pool. Right? Just an untapped valley of no there was an ice truck an ice truck that used to drive around selling, Zenina, selling ice ralph's italian ice truck oh okay so 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 it's kind of funny it's they don't truck. exist no more because Why? because of me i was making too much money and the stores were suffering because i was cutting deals to the people so the people couldn't get the ice from ralph's they had to get it through me they would because i had 20 flavors out of whatever they had so like I was, you know what I mean? Think about it. If you're gonna get a quart for seven, but I'll give it to you for six, you know what I mean? It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. So I wasn't paying for the ice. I didn't give a fuck. So who look, was paying for the ice? So at 14 years old, I was selling candy and ice cream from Costco in my backyard. I would corral. You said you weren't paying for the ice. Where's the so ice? So listen, listen. From? Yeah. This is before I got that job. This is what was happening. I was selling candy and ice cream in my backyard from Costco. From my shed, my father got me a freezer for my birthday. I'm like, Dad, what? I'm like, I want a freezer. He's like, You want freezer? What the fuck you gonna do with freezer? I'm like, I want a freezer. I want to sell candy. Okay, I buy you freezer. You know what I mean? My dad is just cool. My dad used to smoke weed, give me fireworks. He didn't give a fuck. You want freezer? I bring freezer. No yeah. problem. <laughs> you, know? you want to make money? Okay. You want to make money? It's good. So 
ever since I was a kid, my dad loved entrepreneur. Like, my dad wanted me to do two things. Make money and get pussy. He didn't care about an education. He didn't care about nothing. If you get money and get pussy, more pussy than money. And that's why I'm a failure in my dad's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting enough pussy or money. Anyway, so, so my, so, so that happened. And then I started making from 300 a week selling candy. Now I'm making a thousand a week selling ice cream and candy. And I'm getting, I'm getting money. And now it's like literally hurting the ice guy because the ice guy would sell candy and ice. Now, do any other figures have to get involved and intervene and say, Hey, little man. So yeah. So, so the there's, dude, there's a lot of big business. The on the dude, line the here. dude sat, let's call him Sal. It's not his name, but let's just call him Sal hypothetically. Right. If he existed. So this guy this was like, in this hey, fantasy line I'm, 14, the, that I'm 14 years old at the time. He's like, Hey, how about this? How about you drive my fucking truck? And I let you drive it around, and now you have a truck to drive all the time. You plug it in at night, it's your truck. I was parking the truck in my fucking house at 14 years old. So I had a state ID, and I show my father, my dad, look, I got a license. Tony, you have license? You drive car. So I literally had that ice truck. I would drive it to my high school because I was like 15 years old, 14 to 15. My birthday's February. So I... I was like 14 years old starting high school, right? That's how are you not getting pussy with a truck in middle school? I did get some pussy. I actually got I got laid at 14 okay. in the truck. I got some fucking pussy too. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> and then I got like a little dry spell for a while, a couple of years, dry spell. And then I got pussy at like 18 again and 20-something. When the wave, when the wave. It's yeah, yeah, it came in waves depending on what you were passionate about. Kung fu, less pussy. Yeah, listen. Stand, stand up, less pussy. Listen, so this is the thing. So from that point, I was driving the ice truck around. From 14 to 17, I had no license. What happened was at 17, I think 17, 18, the ice truck is when I ran into the problem. And then, I first of all, there was a soft ice cream trucks and there was ice trucks in Staten Island. And they would beef because technically the routes didn't belong to anybody. Like, this is my route, this is your route. What tells me I can't go over here is the respect we have for each other. Or lack thereof. But, or lack thereof. But then if I know you're gonna be over here while I'm over while while I'm over here and then you come back around, you don't even know I was there. Yeah. So you see the fucking evidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, so like I was out there fucking with the ice cream trucks, the soft serve. The, Did you were you able to like pin them against each other? Listen. Oh my so God. what happened was I would get into serious problems with them. It was like brawls. They would, I mean, I wasn't involved. Like, my boss would fight with the other bosses. They'd fist fight. They'd be bats. They'd be the trucks closing in on each other. It's over Italian wild. ice. Over ice and ice cream. It's fucking thousands of dollars. Have you, ever thought, have you ever thought about making this into a comedy? It's a movie. I'm writing it. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, no, good. You, yeah. You know, good, good. You should be. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has the perspective of it. It's, I've lived in it for 12 years, 13 years. I was an ice cream man for 13, maybe 14 years. An no, ice cream man. You were an ice cream boy. Fucking. I was an ice cream man. Since I was 14 to now, that's almost 20 years, bro. I was you still do ice cream. You're still in the no, business. No, I stopped. I quit like a year and a half ago. I'm down. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. I don't do it no more. Why? Is this dirty business? Or you, just, a, you, you, made, you made your money and you retired? Listen, it's a very common. Let me see your phone now. I'm kidding. Well, it's, oh, fuck. <laughs> Who are whole, you? What is this? What's this this is on the, it's on the internet, dude. It's, it's is this live? It's not, no, it's not live, but. So if if there's a slip of the tongue, we so, can uh, we we can we can bleep a name out if need be. 
So from that point, I was working the ice truck. At 17, 18 years old, the ice trucks, Ralph's, the company, which has multiple locations. In Manhattan. They no, have, no, no, they're they have, big. They're, they're huge now, right? They're huge in Long Island. They're huge. They started in Staten Island. And did you did you not say that they went out of business at one point? No. In Staten Island? Or they were at risk they, of the going ice, out of business when you were... The ice truck on the truck, the, the, the truck could no longer have a franchise right. Oh, okay. They took it back because their stores were complaining that I was selling ice too cheap. They, that was taking too much money. <laughs> I took that business from four hundred a day to like thirteen, fourteen hundred a day. You think you think you wound up on any like uh, you know on like a like um like an office board like a boardroom? You think like in a meeting or something at one point, guys might have been having to sit down and your picture was like plastered on a wall like that could be this funny. guy. This guy. This guy is responsible. He's he's nah, the nah, guy. No, nah, I don't think that's, that's responsible for this whole clusterfuck. That fun. That's funny though. But I, the I, idea, or the idea, and the, and, you know, the idea that the guy who's getting it pitched to him, so, like, so, are you fucking serious? So, what so, are you guys fucking? Do you guys jerk off? So what the fuck? This guy, this fucking guy's twelve years old. You can't I, handle a fucking kid who's twelve years old. Also? I used to, I used to, I used to run the stores because the guy that owned the trucks also had stores, and I used to. I mean, everybody knows this. If you ever saw this, he wouldn't be that upset because he, you know. It's a kind of a thing. It's like a business where you know your employees are stealing, but you have no choice. Like the dude, let's just say he he. I'm a very nice pushover kind of looking guy, right? But I'm a fucking criminal mastermind on the inside. Right. You know I mean, yeah. but nobody knows that, and they're like, ah, it's fucking Tony the Arab. You fucking idiot, get in here, you stupid towelhead, you fucking dirty sand nigga. And I'm just like, ah. Let's laugh it off. But uh, on the inside, I'm like, I'm going to rob this motherfucker blind. <laughs> right. You want to call me a sinner? You want to call me a dirty Arab? Okay, no problem. It's $300. That's what happens, though. Yeah, it's, so, that's what it is, man. That's, that's the truth. I mean, that's how I justified stealing. And uh, it was kind of the thing where, like, they gave me too much information. I was raised by the mob. I was raised around the mafia people. You got you to gotta grab... When you live in Staten Island, you see this tip. And if you're observant of it, you, you notice everything. And it's like, I'm working for this guy. I used to run the, the there was no inventory. They're like, ah, we don't do inventory here. I'm like, why are you telling me that? Yeah. I used to, well, that's, at that's, one point. That's another thing with these people, though. At I, one point, I was a manager. And I was taking care of the stores that made 3500 to 5500 a day in cash. Again, in cash. I'm, I'm jo again, joking around early on when I'm saying let's rank the races. But when I say the Jews are better than the Italians, I mean, they don't fucking they don't cut corners. They're not braggadocious. They mind their own business. I don't think anyone's the, better than anyone. I, I know, but of course I'm not. I'm serious. No, of course not. But but generally, as a rule of thumb, uh, um, bro feel, broadly, broadly, a lot a lot of the way that uh, the way, the, the, way that, the way that a lot of the the Jews do business is they're very to themselves. And they're very. You can't even say that though, because and they're very coy about a, it. You, you do have you do have braggadocious. You could have a Jewish American. Yo, listen. At the end of the day, I feel like people are all individuals. You cannot rank people based on culture because everyone is born in different environments, and everyone gets Americanized. Yes, yes, but that's also boring. That's not what we're doing here. Like again, obviously there, there's, there's the, there's the. But that's how I truly feel. Yeah. I'm always honest. But, but, there, but there's the I'm down. The, I'm yeah. down I'm but there's the scumbag Shylock out there that's like, look how much I'm making, kid. And then there's but also there's, there's also the very you know poised, poised and stoic there's Italian business guy 
who's not braggadocious. But there is, it's just, but it is a guy that exists, right? The guy was like, we don't even, hey kid, look at this, we don't even fucking do inventory. That has not, but that, listen, but when you say things like, oh, that's an Italian guy, that's this, it really has, I don't mean to correct you like this, but it really has nothing to do with the fact that they're Italian or Jewish or whatever. It just, that's the type of personality. Like, I've read books on human behavior, the laws of human nature by, uh, you ever read the book? The, the seven, no, the not se- the one that the you're talking. About. The laws of human nature. Uh, the there's just different books. The habit of breaking yourself by Joe, Doctor Joe Dispenza. Uh, just books on human brains. The way people say things. The the subliminal facial expressions that people make that mean certain things subconsciously. And how like your mind works? Yeah, but and a lot, but, is, but, but much of it is. But there's a lot of cultural stuff as well. It is just, just but, like just Anthony Fauci sometimes coming out and saying a thing. He's like, what is he? The, the fucking he's like the the director general of the CDC. Is he? I don't even know. He's he's like one of the most important doctors even, in the but country. But I don't even know what race he is. He's he, he's a wop. He's Italian. Yeah, but he's I one of my guys. But what I'm saying is, but, like, but but sometimes he'll come out and he'll say a thing that just sounds like he just he's just like. It just sounds like a threat sometimes. It's just a thing. It's just the way that the mannerisms that culturally a lot of the guys speak, which which could be funny. Like that's just what it is. Like there are kind of there are behavioral I really love, I love things the, that you tend to see a lot of sometimes. If, and it's interesting though because you do see a lot of that in Italy, and you see it kind of translate in Italian American culture, especially I love in the south the, of Italy. A lot of a lot, but there is a lot of there is a lot of. Uh, can I tell you something? It's a, it's a real dichotomy between being. What's dichotomy? Like, Siri, what is dichotomy? Like, uh, there's a real, there's a real. Uh, hey Siri, what is dichotomy? Let's see what she says. I don't like you putting up words. The motherfucker, I got Google some shit now. I feel very uncomfortable. Look at this. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. A dichotomy is like a weird situation. No, it's it's like a like juxtaposition, kind of like a. Hey Siri, what does dichotomy mean? Contrast is a good word. Yeah. Contrast is a good word. Don't use large words like that. Sorry. I I apologize. Don't hurt me. We're we're, we're good. But, but. All right, guys. Stay outside. I have my fucking Joey. There is. The Italians are the most interesting people because they're one of the few people. Some of them are very quiet. Listen. And others are very loud. Staten Island Italians are very special because. You know, once you look past the racism, they got some of the best pizza around. Right, right, <laughs> right. Catchphrase. In the very, uh, the very, enter- in the very entertaining people. The thing very- about the Italians is they're one of the last people that actually are proudly openly racist. You know what I mean? like, they're so they're so they're open like, about it that it's not even racist. They're like, they're you know like, how these fucking, you know how these, yeah, like they, yeah, they, they yeah, say yeah, crazy yeah, 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 and they come yeah. over to me and they're like, but, hey. th- but then, but then they'll, you know, meet them and they won't say, get out of here. I won't serve you. They'll be like, ah, oh, you're all right. I love you. This is what's it's, funny. It's, that's, my what's, boss, that's what's interesting. My boss from the ice cream truck, he would be say mad racist shit. He's like, he, he's a Greek guy. One of them was Greek. Oh, yeah. One of them was, so he would be like, yeah, you know, he's fucking sand. Oh, you know how these fucking spicks are. And I'm like, bro, you're Greek. You have the worst economy in the world. Yeah. What are you even talking about? Yeah. You're a same yourself. Yeah, what are you talking about? I know, I know. And the thing and the thing is, the thing is also that I mean that, that's kind of again But they would come to me, the Italians, and they would come up to me like, Hey Tony, how you doing over here? These yeah. fucking Arabs. Let me tell you something. I go into that deli, they give me bacon, bacon, egg, and cheese. They make me bacon, egg, and cheese with beef bacon. Don't believe the fucking balls on these people. 
Done. These fucking Arabs out of control. It's just these little, yeah. That, that, and, that's and, a very, that's a very localized and thing. I'm I think like, that's very Italian American. This I'm is like, a very I'm like, yo, interesting yo, yo. thing that occurred in a vacuum. That, but, that's kind of. But they tell me this in in the assumption that I'm Italian, not knowing that I'm Arab. Which is which is one of the funnier things about you. So what we were saying before it's is like, that you they would often mistake you I, for being. One and of I them. gotta agree with them. I'm like, ah, you know these fucking Arabs. Are. Yeah, these fucking these jerk fucking, fucking guys. Listen, give me a rock. I'll fucking stop. Because like growing up, I joke around about yeah. stand up. But, like, during 9-11, they were looking for the Arab kids. And I would, like, pretend to be Italian. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, yeah. Where are you from, Tony? And I'm like, ah, I'm from the North Middle East of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they got the camels in Italy. Joey, I'm not with the camels. I'm with the North Middle East of Italy. Uh, yeah. Just, I, think, I think a lot of it does come from. I'll, but I'll tell you what Italy's like in particular. A lot, of the, a lot of the people that immigrated are Southern Italian. And many of those people uh, will take shit to the grave. Very good at keeping secrets. A lot of the other people are very loud and can't keep a fucking secret. And that, that's those are the, that, ones, that's those the, are the dichotomy ones that I was talking to you about. Those before. are the ones that aren't and even they, really in it. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. of those guys aren't even in it. So, yeah, but they're also they're also there also are loud braggadocious guys that are in it and they get popped because they kind of oh, have yeah. too big of a mouth. Well, actually, but that's a guy a that ex that's a guy that exists. And again, that exists in every culture. That. that exists at the I, salon, by the way. Oh, her, her over there in the corner. She runs her mouth too much. Because you're right, it is a human behavioral thing. But it is just, but it is again, it's not a guy that we see in pop culture, which exists in real life, is the loud Italian guy who can't keep his mouth shut, and then he gets popped in season two of The Sopranos because he couldn't keep his mouth shut, right? Or Ra Ralph Cifaretto, who not, makes the joke, he makes the off-color joke, and he gets in trouble. It is a, it is. Um, it's not. not to do, it has nothing to do with the culture. It's just to do with individual people because everybody's different. And that's the type of person they are. That's the, that's the personality they have. I think it does something. It, it might have some, you know, it might have something to do with the culture, like my the way dad, that it manifests itself. My dad shows off. He's like, ah, Tony, I'm over here in the middle. I am. He's like, he has a, my dad had a jet ski at the boatyard, right? My dad was an auto body guy, came to America, didn't have a dollar, pot to piss it. Now he's making two, three thousand a month, but he thinks he's fucking rich. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's buying pot. He's buying hookers. He's a fucking, he's a madman. Are your parents divorced? No, they're back together. My, my mom still to this day has no idea that I know about my dad's fucking history. But it is what it is. I, I joke around it because, and she'll start, she'll try to, you know, oh, like use my dad like he's a good influence. Oh, Tony, look how your father, yeah. he's smoking pot. Your father is a good Christian man, goes to church. Like my dad's fucking Russians in Miami. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but she, but she, but she's like kind of. She well, I don't think that... he, I don't think he does it anymore. I think in the past my dad was a. And was she, a bad and she doesn't know that you know that she's okay with it. She doesn't know that I. Oh, she's not okay with it. My dad stopped. Right. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man's got a yeah, Staten Island. That's what it is. Sometimes, like I, I need my dad to help me walk the dog, and my dad's in Miami right now by himself. Okay. So I'll complain to my mother, my dad. I'm like, Ma, dad's out there by himself? How long are you going to leave him out there for? That's not good, Ma. That's not good. That guy cannot be trusted just joking around with him. And like, she says, no, he's a good, he's a good Christian and boy. And then she starts <laughs> thinking about it, and then she gets my dad to come back. She starts complaining to him. Then he comes back. Why do you do that? You just plant the seed? Or you're trying to save the marriage? I plant the seed so that my dad can come back and he can walk my dog once in a while. That's very, it's very effective. That's excellent. Yeah. And yo, so that back to the ice cream thing because we forgot about. Yeah, that. so I I, I do want to kind I do want to kind of finish that up. Yeah, or, or just from the ice get, truck. Get back to how that I, all the ice truck. I was eighteen out. years old, and I told you they went out of business. The trucks had to stop working, so I was forced to go work on the ice the ice cream truck. You said that when you were seventeen, there was an issue with the trucks. I was Sorry. fighting with the trucks originally. What I'm saying is, 
I worked for the ice trucks, right? The ice trucks got complaints from the store saying, hey, we have we pay way too much for franchise fees. We have a way bigger establishment. We bring the company of Ralph's way more money. We don't want the trucks no more. Trucks got canceled. I, who was making a crazy amount of money on these trucks, 2000 3000 a, 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 a week, and I'm like, I need this money. 17 years old, I was, make, I was fucking skimming off the top. I had nowhere else to go to make that kind of money. I was driving a brand new, brand new Mercedes-Benz E350, 2009, fucking whipping that thing around. 18 years old, bought it myself, bought it myself. From That's the most Steinon things to do. Stolen ice cream. Don't buy a house, buy a fucking car, <laughs> and keep living at home. Buy a new fucking Mercedes, live with your parents at 30 home. years old. Beautiful. <laughs> so I did that a bunch of times. It's not the first time I did that. So anyway... It is what it is. I grew up later on in life. I grew up later on, you know. But then I went, I had no, I had all this experience, nowhere to work. Who needs drivers? The ice cream guy. The same guy that used to call me a dirty Arab, yeah, Sam, yeah, yeah. Yeah. a terrorist. Fuck you. How do you do this? You're taking money out of my kids. The guy that used to own the trucks. Yeah. And I used to go on his route. Remember I told you we used to go on each other's routes. Right. Because the ice trucks and the ice cream trucks don't get along. They're two different companies. There's a bunch of ice trucks and a bunch of ice cream trucks, and they don't fuck with each other. Is there is there a thing between them where they're like, um, of the belief that their product is better, where it's like, fuck you, no, it's Italian the, ice is the shit. No, we ice cream. The it's got to be cream and fat. That's what makes listen, it. Listen, the good. ice cream truck had a generator in the back. It's it. The generator in the back was loud. It smelled. I used to drive that thing. So when I went to the guy, I almost got into a fight with everybody at the yard because I used to go on everyone's route. They're like, you gonna let this fucking jerk off work here? So I got a lot of hate when I first started the ice cream business. But then money talks. So I was a good kid. I worked. I ended up working for these guys for fucking 10 years, bro, on and off. And I mean, I would just go and ice cream was like jail. You get on the truck, you, you do the season. The season is six months. You do every single day un unless it rains. And even if it rains, my boss is like, Tony, you got to work in between the rain. If it stops for 30 minutes, you got to hit the blocks strategically. People come out with umbrellas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so it's intense. And, so, then, and, 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 and where, where does it go from there? Then? But I would make like 80 grand for the six months. I'd make like 70, 80 grand because I'd be like fucking – Taking a lot of money off the top, allegedly. Like I, this is what these people do. I mean, I don't, I didn't do it. Like, you know, yeah. But I'm just saying this is what it, it, it was customary of other the people. The boss to do said to me when he's like, the boss said when he worked his job before he owned the trucks, it was mandatory to take 300 off the top. So it's it's a rite of passage almost. Yes, it's like you must do that so you can old, then. You're driving these. Going to business for yourself and so yes, on. Yes, you're driving these old trucks. They need to make money. You got to be respectable. But I didn't really steal from them. I was very strategic with it. I would overcharge people throughout the day. Because people, you're, listen, you're going into business for yourself. People, When you go to Tony, you pay a buck more. Listen, thing. people don't care how much they pay for something. They care about how they feel about the transaction. Do you understand? Yes. People do. I, I buy. I say this, you, now, a lot of people are not going to like this, but you're 100. You might people, be 100 right on I, this. I am 100 right. I sell I a, think, I I think sell you a might car be. to you 
You leave the car dealership. I built this. Oh, this is the price. This is what I got it for, even though it's not. But you think it's a good deal. You see me at 40000 for this car. I'll give it to you for thirty-eight. I'm not even making money on it. You see the paperwork? Ah, it looks good. Meanwhile, this is fake paperwork. This car is actually thirty grand. You just paid thirty-seven, thinking you got a deal. You left it happy. I got a great deal. Did you get ripped off? No, you left happy. Okay, hold on. It's what you would have paid for it. I would look at people throughout the day because I was doing business, transactional business, since I was twelve. I might not have been able to pass biology. But I could read somebody like somebody in the FBI. You understand? I had built-in skills of dialing in threats. Just different. When I look at you, hypothetically, I was selling you something. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at where your hand is, where the money is. Where's your eyes? Are you looking at prices? Are you not looking at prices? I'm scanning you. When I tell you the price, before I tell you the price, Sometimes the the classic guy that get ripped off is the Italian guy that walks up to me. Hey, it's on me, kids. What do you mean? Why it's on me? That guy's getting hit the hardest because <laughs> he's poor he's out there with his fucking J. And he does and he does and, he, and you know what it is? He can't break character either. He can't he can't flinch. If you tell him the price is twice as much as it should be, he has to he has to you know he has to show that, a brave face. They don't even care. They're ready to spend the money. When you go on vacation, why is everything so expensive and why does nobody complain about it? They don't complain about it because they go there. mindlessly. You go there with the intention of spending more money. Right. Okay? So when they come up to my truck, I'm looking at them. The the Italian guy, the boom, 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 boom. I'm ringing up things so fast. There's no prices on my truck. I go to the guy. Look, it's $38. Just give me $33. Meanwhile, it's actually... $25. 27. Now, he goes, don't worry about it. Here's 40. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Because of the way I put it all together. If my boss ever saw this, he couldn't even get upset. He'd be like, ah, that's smart. Because the truth is, the same skills I have in ripping people off and doing business, you know, is the same skills that make me good at stand-up and be self-aware. Sure. You know what I mean? So, so you're, you're a very New York... Uh, so old, old world New I York would steal from guy the rich in that sense. And I would yeah. give to the poor. If somebody's a good customer and they buy all the time, I'll take a fucking $3 off this, $2 off this, steal $10 from this, you're just, $5 from this. You're just arbitrarily making the decisions Robin on Hood. the fly. Yeah. The Robin Hood. Now, now, is this what ingratiates you to some of the people that you get to working for later? Uh, some of the people you were telling me about the other day around 17, the I driving met and stuff. Do they say this kid's got something? Oh, the mafia shit? Well... I don't know whoever Uncle Paul, Uncle yeah, Paulie's associates. Yeah, the people associates. that may or may have not been involved in the um, Italian. Mafia. Yeah, well, what happened? They thought you were Italian, so you this drove for a guy. You, you were telling no, me a I whole story. I never told the other day. anyone I was Italian. I you just, just never, never bothered told, correcting. I just them. never told them I wasn't Italian. Is right. what I did. Right, right, right. <laughs> so like, I never and said, the, "Hey, the cro- I'm Italian." The, cro- the cross is out. It's yeah. what it is. And they assume that oh, every Arab is a Muslim because that's what the world thinks. They don't realize that some of us identify as Italians, and my yeah. my pronouns are forget about. Plenty of them do. A lot of a lot of the Muslims do as well. A lot of the Muslim Arabs identify as Italian as well. Tons of them. Nah, but but the they're, truth, big, they're big fans of the Italian national team. But, it's, but, it's a but, real thing that. But dude, the, the truth is, so like I was always working ice cream because ice cream was seasonal. I did not do it for the only thing I did for them for the year. So what was the so some of the more interesting things you so got I, into were a little messier. You were I telling me this one story the other day in the fucking green room. 
So yeah, I, I ended up working as a valet driver at the same time. I, I don't want to make you repeat the story, by the way, but I'd actually like it if listeners could actually get like an inkling into this. So if you want to get into more detail than you did the I'll other day. Re- I'll repeat the entire story. So look. Because it's I, a crazy story. It's captivating. So when, 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 I worked, when I worked on the ice cream truck, I worked with this kid, this kid Pete. And me and Pete worked at this catering hall. Okay. And so. Always multiple jobs. That's what I like. Always. Yeah. Bro. I was selling You're knives. P- paying taxes. I was on, selling yeah. weed. Cutco knives. Listen. Were you in that Ponzi buying, scheme? I was buying. Was it Cutco was, knives? Listen to me. Let me speak. Oh. Okay. I was. I needed a, there's, 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 there's just, drugs, there's legal, there's ice cream, there's, was, there, there's Ponzi schemes, there's, so, and there's catering hall. I was actually involved that's, in a Ponzi that, that scheme. Is, that, that is that, not ice, ice cream, catering hall. How'd you know it was a Ponzi scheme? Drugs I, and I Ponzi actually, scheme. What? The, the knives? Everyone knew about that, dude. No, no, no. no, no. I used to sell knives through, uh, there was like 150 knives. I got them for like $3 each. Okay. So I used to sell them for seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like a nice knife. And I used to sell them off the truck. You know anyone that wants lingerie? <laughs> I, could, I got, I, I got 3,000 fucking pieces of fucking women's lingerie that I haven't been able to offload since the month Listen, of May. We'll talk about that in a different I suck way. at entrepreneurship, dude. I'm so, too fucking scattered. So I don't so, have it in me. I, 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 I'm, too, I'm too educated. So I'm not street smart. When I was working for the valet shit, I seen some people get beat up. I seen some things. I seen like people talking about stuff. I don't repeat things. And then all of a sudden people are like, ah, oh, this kid's a trustworthy kid. You know what I mean? And then one day, um, one day after like midnight, when I was leaving the valet, the boss was like, "Hey, you want to uh, you want to drive me somewhere tonight?" And I'm fucking start driving this guy around. You never met this guy before. I knew he was. He was introduced to me okay. by my uncle Paul. Okay. You know I mean? Okay. So uh, he wasn't really. It was something that was a mutual thing. Like everybody knew everybody in Staten Island. You know what I mean? One of those things. Does everyone still? Is it still kind of like that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows me for, from being Staten Island for twenty something years. So, I'm around a lot. I'm from Staten Island, and this opportunity came where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna drive this guy. I'm driving him around. At this point, I've been working for him for a couple months. I trust him. He trusts me. He knows I'm a good kid. Actually, the boss used to have the Mexicans in the basement wrestle each other. For money, like cockfights, cockfights, but not like like fist fights, human like, cockfights, like wrestle. Yeah, we wrestle. Wrestling, wrestling is better for business. Anybody no brain was damage, involved. No blood. Yeah. Anybody could have got involved. I could have got involved. We all did. We all did. So it was twenty dollars to wrestle, and then it was forty if you won. So sixty for the winner. So I would always do it. I never won. I only once got Javier down once, but I fucking he pushed me into the whole fucking. He smashed, dude. The Mexicans. When you put money in front of them, it's a different kind of fight. You know what I mean? They're not fighting with, like, no mommy's way, what I lay? You know, like, <laughs> let's go, Mato, what's up? You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. fuck around. Like, you put money down. They're not like American. I'm an American. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't fight a Mexican. You're not hungry enough. No, I was not hungry enough. No, yeah, no. They have the fighting spirit. They're eating worms. I'm eating shawarma. It's they have, they have the fighting, they have the fighting spirit, dude. They fucking do. You're just more of a hustler. So I worked for him right. at night. I was picking him up. He was picking his, his hose up. He was doing this. He was doing that. His holes are his one hoe. I thought there was one main. There one. was one hoe. One hoe. Right. One. I mean, he probably had multiple hoes, but there was one main hoe. She was in Jersey. He used to fucking pay for this apartment, and it was crazy. And and she was, you know, she was cute. I remember she was cute. And uh, this guy was an amazing cook too. Amazing cook. And it's crazy because like this whole, st- it was just a wild story, bro. It, you know. Next thing you know, months goes by. I'm working for this guy. I'm driving him all week, every night. 
He's out there just till three, four in the morning. Then I drive him home. Then they fucking fight in front of the house. And he goes in there, fucks, comes back. It's this crazy story. His shirt's a mess. He's fucking... His shirt's his a ties mess. undone. His He's ties undone. Locked out. I'm watching <laughs> Dave Chappelle and his brand new Mercedes. I had the, the, the DB of the Chappelle show. I used to watch that. Yeah. And like, low-key wanted to be a comedian, but still not even knew about comedy. Like, I just wanted to be funny. I mean, this is when I was doing Kung Fu. Right. This is when I was... You know what I mean? So technically, I was actually like... You're, you're just stockpiling money to go to China is what you're doing. So I was... It was kind That's of, the crazy thing. I was kind of like the transport. Like, I was ready to fight somebody. I was thinking about... Because I was young, driving around in Manhattan at 18. Like, like I was nervous. I see crackheads and shit. I'd never seen a crackhead before. I was like, yo, what's up? Because I'm from Staten Island. I don't know. Like, I was ready to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm out there smoking weed. He used to throw me hundreds of dollars. Who this guy is? What's his catering hole? I don't know. I would never say. But I'm just saying, it was a is catering he, hall in Staten Island. There's a lot of them. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's out there. Heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I forgot who the guy was. I, to be honest with you, I forgot the name of the guy. That's too bad. I yeah, it's like too bad. <laughs> what, yeah, what are you going to do? Listen, uh, what are you going to do? The, the, I may or may not have forgot about the you name. You fucking drive over that fucking Verrazano <laughs> Bridge and you just get hit with a fucking case of amnesia, dude. That's what it is. Uh, you know... The story is the story. It doesn't need to have names. But anyways. So I like how the story ended too. That You were telling me the other day how. It didn't uh, end. Oh, yeah. Well, how it kind of, how the oh, job yes. came to a close, I guess. So, yeah. No, it came to a, Exactly. You're right. So, that's what I was, I was getting to that. So, one day, uh, the girl I picked up, she, I guess, told him that I was, she was lying to him to try to get information on him. She's like, oh, you're fucking, the, 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 the driver said you were fucking somebody and you were going to blow a job. And then before even asking me if I said anything, he roughed me up. About, like, not him specifically, one of his guys. He didn't give you the benefit of the doubt. He took what she said at face value. It was kind of like the scene from Bronx Tale where, like, they thought the car, we got the car back and he, like, slapped him in the face. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, the first yeah. time he got roughed up. Yeah. And then I lost trust for the guy, so I kind of stopped working for him. And my Uncle Paulie, who was, like, like a big influence in my life, you know, also a guy from the neighborhood, tough guy, Italian guy. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I haven't been in Mafioso. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But anyway, so... He went and, like, w I just probably talked to him and stuff and did whatever he did. And then next thing you know, the guy gave me my money back. And uh, it was all good. I stopped working for him. You know what I mean? Because he was nervous that I was going to say something about, like, whatever his personal situation was. But me, I don't know nothing. I mean, like. So, and then you never went back. So I never went back to that work for him. I see him now. Uh, it's cool. I don't think he's involved in anything anymore. Um but uh, neither are you. That's yeah. what's, you know, that's. The I mean, interesting I things. was really never involved. I may or may not have seen things. I may have been it's around. Almost, it's almost like living around there. You kind of just invariably get. I'm an Arab. I can't even get involved. Like, like, no, I I know, but it's almost like just being there because you still live on Staten Island, which is highly unusual 20, for a guy twenty three who does stand up in this years. city. But it is unusual. Do you live on your own? On my own, I pay my own rent and you choose, buy my own food. Okay, I, I thought so, but but so, but you you choose to live. Well, I pay, pay thirteen hundred a month in rent. That's not bad. Yeah, you know it's hard to compete with. That's the thing. I gotta drive forty minutes every day. To get yeah, home. you know you gotta pay. But I park home. right in front of my house. I mean, it costs me twenty dollars. Look, between my gas, my tolls, and driving back and forth, probably cost me like two thousand five hundred right now. Per month. Per month. Okay. If I was to live here, 
in Astoria. Thirty eight hundred a month doesn't get you what you're in now, so it's kind of a, worth it in that sense. You think thirty eight hundred for the apartment? I don't know. I'm, I I assume not. I, I, no, I, I pay thought 20, that's what you were getting to. I pay like, twenty five hundred. You pay twenty five hundred a month altogether oh. for for. Oh, okay, with the gas. I apologize. Gas, I tolls. My oh rent. yeah, yeah no, yeah that's the thing. And then I, I park my car right in the front. Yeah, Staten Island's kind of like it's like the last frontier. It's like almost like an oasis in and of itself. Yo, that's can, why a lot of the can, New York people kind of. Can I get water from somewhere? Yeah, we could. It's almost like everyone that's uh, in that part of the city, and I guess it's why it's considered by many other New Yorkers not to really be part of New York. Is it's it's its kind of own world. Well, and it's, it's just it's just interesting that you still live there as a guy who's doing like like stand up. It's almost like everyone there is kind of a criminal, but not really, you know. No, no, this is part of the ethos. There's different sections behaviorally. No, nah, there's people that are just regular people. I mean, it's not everyone's a fucking mom. Oh, no, I, I understand that, but you know, it's mainly it, they might just. But it's just it feels like a lot of people have it in their brain so a look, little look, bit. Look, look, you know what's cool about Staten Island? So everybody is kind of connected to like the the police department. A lot of cops, sanitation, uh, city workers all live on Staten Island. Staten Island's big in city workers. So it's most most of the cops in the five boroughs live in Staten Island. It's the weirdest thing. Stable job. Yeah. It's just because you want to know what it is about Staten Island. It's one of the most kind of like safest areas because the, the shit that goes on in other places, it wouldn't be going on in Staten Island. Right. You know I mean, because people will fucking have guns. Get the fuck out of yeah, here! You know? They self-police almost. Yeah, exactly. So you think you'll keep living there for a while? Uh this is the thing. I want to move closer. Um, for now, I wait tables. So like comedy, I got back into comedy three years ago because I had a heart attack. Right, I, I was doing comedy, but not really like doing ice cream. The reason why, you know, let's talk about the ice cream stuff. The reason why I didn't do comedy seriously. Till three years ago is because I was making thousands of dollars a week doing I doing ice cream and then comedy was always like I was hustling was 2013 to 2019 with comedy 2018 and I was just I was just like half-assing it and then you had a heart attack in 2019 realized no, you're gonna die 2020 and, okay so I had a, a heart couple attack. years ago you realized you're gonna I, I, die i ate an edible to that i stopped comedy because i had a couple of bad bombs and i couldn't handle it i was a pussy but i was really good like I killed, even even like years in huh that, yeah, it's funny because right, so sometimes look, i have those and i'm like oh, so what i want to but sometimes i have those now and i'm like i want to quit i'm not as long in to do that six years in is the way you do comedy is you do it every day you want to do comedy, you got to do it every day. The reason why I never got good at comedy in the six years I was doing it originally is because I was doing it one day on, one day off. Right. Two days off, one day on. That's the thing I'm, trying, open to, that's the thing I'm trying to change. Is, is I wasn't hanging. But listen, listen. Yeah, get so over. I go from that to quitting. I quit. And I went from Rami Youssef in 2015 or 16 went up to me and told me that I was mad funny, gave me his number. I had his number, and I, uh, for some reason, I don't have his number no more. I still have his name saved, though. It's weird, you know, like when you lose a number? Sure. So I reached out to him. You know, he had told me, you know, we were on the same show at the comic strip, the Arab American Comedy Festival from Dina Abidola. He had told me, oh, you're fun, mad funny, this and this. Where is he from? Is he from uh, He's Palestinian. D no, no, is he from New York? Is he from... Jersey. I forgot. These... I didn't really. You know what it is? I was so arrogant. I didn't even. I'm not I didn't realize about relationships and about comedy. And I didn't even look at. I don't even remember 
trying to look at comics like, oh, that guy's funny. I didn't appreciate comics. I was a very young, arrogant comic who thought his shit didn't stink. Back in the day, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. I didn't really care about other comedians mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. I did think some people were funny. I always remember Sam Morell on shows with me and uh, Mark Norman and uh, Julio Gattarot, like all those guys. Yeah, guys I remember who... all those kids. Being on shows it makes with me. Yeah, it makes sense. Guys who've gone on to, you know, have a huge you know, success. Ca careers. Huge success. Right. I used to be a barker for Ryan the Callows. And then I quit, right? I quit comedy. Mm -hmm. And I got really depressed, bro. Like, I started working with my brother. Actually, that's when the, the accident happened. Right. Where I got dislocated in my shoulder. So you, had, you just had a tough period of a couple. Yeah, I dislocated my shoulder. I got into a car accident where both my fucking shoulders popped out. Yeah, you out. were talking about before. And then, and then when does a heart attack happen? So then. It's when so, you're on so, hiatus so from I'm comedy. I'm on hiatus from comedy for three, four years, right? Which is a long fucking, it's a long time. Yeah, from 2018 and a half to like 2019, uh, 2020 is when I got back. The last, so from 2018 to 2020. So it's a two-year gap. No, actually. Because then there was a heart attack. You didn't get into it right away. So, so. you're right. It was a two-year gap. But the th the one year before that, I was only doing like one-off shows. So Okay. I, yeah, you were basically out. I was basically out for three years. And then what dragged you back in there? Because, you know, you could have just said, all right, fuck it. It's a thing I tried. So I, worked with, I was working with my and brother. I, but now you're still trying to do it. You know, seriously, was, you get out there. You know, my brother you're a guy trying to do it. My brother's and you have an interesting story. So. so my brother Nick's the director of photography. He owns a big production company. He's got... Serious cameras, cameras they're making movies like Transformers on. Crazy okay. shit. Okay. My brother's a genius. Mm -hmm. He literally went to the German uh, thing with like Ari and the Alexis and stuff, which is the most expensive camera they use it on all the movie sets. And he like told the guy who created the camera something he didn't even know about the camera. My brother's got mad close with the people at Ari. Then he starts getting deals at Ari. He starts working. My brother like took his hundred fifty dollar job to a multi million dollar corporation that he has now that gear that he works with and he's like going to be you know he's a serious okay, sure so you're so you're so working I was with... trying to look for an easy way out with mm -hmm, him mm -hmm. introducing myself doing like impressions I'd go on set I was going on man long time though say what's up bro yeah oh that's an English yeah it's a decent English accent trying to look for an easy way out but nothing happened I was always my brother's yeah. bitch it was his brother's bitch. It's on also, set. it's a bit of a crazy look too to just be like on set. This guy kind of trying to entertain, you know. But it's it, it wasn't. It wasn't. The people liked it a little bit. Yeah, because they they will. Yeah, but it's almost. Yeah, it's it's. They liked it. Yeah. But it took me nowhere. Right. It you doesn't. Know why? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of guys in the Italian on, enclaves that I, do those accents that I, do them well that don't go anywhere. Right. It's, I was. It's, nah, it's, a, it's I mean, a lot of guys who could do them, but it's yeah, uh, it's a tough one. I mean, listen, it depends on the level of sinking into character that you could do. That's what I, Here's I, the thing. You're probably not wrong because ultimately I, I think a lot of the actors that are successful that transform into people are weirdos, you know? So you if it, but, if it doesn't, but if it doesn't work out for them, then they're just a weirdo. But if it works out, then it's like they're a genius. So I, I get where the line is there. But it's interesting. So, so, so you're kind of so trying to get into the world. You're trying so listen, to take the easy path. So and, I'm looking for an easy way out. And then you have a heart attack because you take an edible. I took an edible. I took a punch bar. I got a punch bar from some kid in Staten Island. So it's laced. It had. And it stops your heart. It had some synthetic thing in it. Yes. So what happened was it. I ate it, and then all of a sudden I got really fucked up, like un. Like and I smoked weed my whole life. I got uncontrollably fucked up to the point where I literally had to go in the shower and try to sober up because I was scared to tell my parents. It was Christmas Eve. I was scared to tell my parents what was going on. Right. 
And because they were thought it was crackhead, like you know, they, they, I stopped weed, started weed. Like they, it was a, been an ongoing thing for years with me with pot, and them just be disappointed about it. So I had no, like I was afraid to tell my mom. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna do it, it's like it's like you gotta handle it. Like so, you're just a guy who's like taking uh, taking an edible, it's, it's almost so fine. But it, know, but it but it's but it's if if it becomes a real issue where you're like I'm unwell because I took the substance. So that's when I, they could I say what's the wrong. Shower, with you. and then boom, I hit the floor. My fucking chin. See this right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut my whole chin open. Uh, 18 stitches. Oh. And, and heart attack. This, so, is, this is while you're so having I a heart attack. I smashed, my, I smashed my face on the floor. I wake up. My brother woke me up. There's ambulance around. There's uh, EMS and all those people. My parents. I'm literally butt naked in my in my bathroom. Right. My little dick is slimy and uh, <laughs> it's like a little eel. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and everyone's looking at me. Now I'm scared. Now my dick's even smaller than it would have been yeah, if it was a normal circle. The water's gone cold. And now they put me in the stretcher. I have a set of stairs on my. I'm like in and out of consciousness. In and out of consciousness. Bleeding. Bleeding all over the place. They put me in the fucking thing. Now they go, now they strap me in, but I'm not like strapped in from my shoulders. So they're trying to bring me down head first. I was like, my, I was like, yo, hold up. I don't feel comfortable like this. So I'm freaking out. Because you can't communicate. So I'm freaking out because they're trying to bring me downstairs head first. And the lady carrying me is a fat bitch that could barely hold on to me. I was playing like. What do you mean one, she's a bit like she was like complaining about it? She's like she, she was being a, like she was being a bitch about. She it? was one lady was mad skinny and another lady was a fat bitch. I know we're all here for equal rights, but when you're going down head first on the stairs, I would I would much rather yeah. feel comfortable yeah. if Terry Crews was behind me <laughs> carrying me down the stairs. Sure, not some skinny bitch. Listen, she could have been strong, but anyway. So I felt very unstable. But the I, fat bitch, the fat bitch was the problem, or the skinny bitch was the, the problem. The fat bitch had no strength, and the skinny okay. bitch also had no strength. Right? They were very. I was almost two hundred <laughs> pounds. Very I was weak chubby. Tandem. Yeah. I was. I was in between being like depressed. I was okay. kind of chubby okay. again. Okay. So, so then I for, I forcibly get out of the stretcher. I get out, and I convince them. That's now I'm fine, fighting yeah. with them for like five minutes, trying to like naked, naked. <laughs> this is the craziest part. <laughs> Then I'm like, my mom's like, get some shirt, get something on the kid. So now I'm like, I finally put something on. I'm like arguing with them naked on my stairs. This is the craziest part about the story. So then. Naked I'm, and bleeding might be, it's not, probably not going to be. That, that'd be naked, a good title of the pod. I'm bleeding. Naked and bleeding. I'm naked, I'm bleeding. <laughs> I'm over here stressed out. Then I convinced them to let me ass down. I got shorts on at this point. Now they're like, okay, you can go down, ass down. I could jump, bump down. From scoot. Stair. You, you could scoot. I scoot down from stair to stair. So I convinced them to let me do that. Once I did that, I get in there. They start taking my blood. The second they take my blood, boom, I'm out of consciousness. It's, and then I you, passed out from, from, again, just from being lightheaded from the blood. And you had a heart attack while you were out. So no, so so then I get to the hospital. When does the fucking heart attack I, happen? I get to the, it, it was going on the whole time. Oh, so you're having the heart attack. I was having many heart attacks. But you're just a savage panic, and you're just kind of still scooting down the stairs. So I have time. Mobitz 2 block, which is a, a regular heartbeat. I already have that. So it's an electrical, in my, my, in my chart, you can look at my, my, med yeah, my medical yeah, records. Sure. 
I have something called you Bovich. Wanna send, you want to send me that too to overlay? I could send that to you. You don't have to. I'm getting, Whatever I'm, you want. That's nah, all right. Well, so I have Movitz to Keep your medical info. You, you never know is, who's fucking listening to Staten Island. Maybe somebody. Maybe, I don't which know. is an irregular heart. Not that anyone on Staten Island is a Just fucking doctor. Listen to me. It's a Movitz to block. It's an electrical blockage in the heart that causes. It's like beep. Yeah, it's a regular. It's a regular. It's a, it's a weird, sudden thing. And because I have that, and because I was so panicked, and because it was like something that made me uncontrollably fucked up, it's not normal. It's right. normal stuff. Right. That I passed out and had like my heart skipped the beat. I understand. And had a, I understand. Boom. So I get to the, do- the hospital. The defibrillator hits me. That's how I wake up. Okay. The boom. And then the the, the, the at this point, the doctor just sees my medical records. He sees that I have Mobitz to block. He's literally holding a signed waiver in front of me. I'm in and out. I just got defibrillated. And this guy goes to me, okay, I'm going to put a temporary pacemaker in your neck. And I'm like, what? I was like, what do you mean? Sign this paper. We are going to put temporary pacemaker in your neck. I was like, why? I was like, why are you going to do that? To save your he life. Goes, he goes, you passed out for 15 seconds. <laughs> he goes, your heart stopped for 15 seconds. You were, your heart was, and he showed me this paper, and I'm looking at the fucking thing, bro. And I'm, at this point, I'm scared for my fucking life. My heart. It's the worst way to wake up, dude. An Indian doctor yelling at you. He was, yo, he. And by the way, keep, keep, the, keep these medical records the fuck away from me or anyone. I'm, I was. Just, I'm, I'm serious. I don't know who what fucking enemies you might have on Staten Island, but that's like information that like people might nah, be not, able to leverage. I don't. No, again, not that there. No I don't know how leverage. many doctors there are on Staten Island. To be Just respectfully, listen to, me. But. listen to me, bro. Relax, relax. No one's leveraging anything. I have a fucking regular heartbeat. They can't do. It. They're fucking. <laughs> scare me. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Nah. Yeah, maybe they'll fucking scare you. No, no. I, 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 it, the, Someone it, jumps out and says, it doesn't, "It doesn't happen like that." Okay, okay. Listen, it doesn't happen. Like I'm that. not a doctor. Stop. I don't know. I'm it's what? Nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with I'm it. I'm just looking out for you. No, it's nothing to do with it. That was from taking drugs, bro. Okay. So, so the doctor shows me the printout of my heart. 15 seconds. I'm looking at this sheet of paper. I'm trying to process. You've never seen anything like it's literally like a pause. <laughs> 15 seconds, bro. So I'm you, looking at this and I'm scared for my fucking So you signed life. the waiver? No. <laughs> I told him I took an edible and then he immediately pulled back and thought, okay, it's not the moments too that, that made your heart stop. Because <laughs> what happens is I was seeing a doctor two years prior to this and they almost put a pacemaker in my heart. They made me wear it. You've heart been dodging the pacemakers for yeah, years. So, yeah, so I had um, hold on, I'll show you something. Facebook. Facebook. I'll show you something. All right. <coughs> Noise. It's an American park right there. I see. Yeah, I fucking smell halal card from here. Was that smell halal? Nah, you you you're good. Hold on, I want to show you something. Memories. So so while you're while you're pulling this up. Yeah yeah. yeah. Just so so. Thank God! Look thank God! Thank God, thank God you had the wherewithal! Thank God you had the wherewithal to fucking! Uh, thank God you had the wherewithal! Look at that even... ass, bro! Holy shit! You're taking pictures of asses in the wild. No, nah, I'm just looking at asses. I'm sorry. That's why I can't <laughs> sign into this shit. Is it? Is it... <laughs> it's poison. I go on there. Is that, is that? Is that just your cousin? Your cousin on fucking from Staten Island just posting a random, random strange oh my God. lady's ass, Some a rogue these... ass in the wild. Some of these cousins out here, bro. Oh man. I, I... 
Yeah. Well, Hold on, where's photos? Well, to my point, if anyone was going to do that, it was going to be the Italian cousin. But no, yeah, it's whatever. I could say that because it's... Uh, okay, look, I want to show you something. They're my guys. That's what I love them. Fuck the Italians. No, I'm kidding. So, so, so this Indian doctor almost puts a fucking pacemaker in your neck. And you oh, yes, yes. have the wherewithal to say no. I was going to show you a picture of the heart monitor on me because I was wearing a heart monitor. That's not so, I, I, but, but I, so I can't so, I, anyway, so it's, it's fine. Doctor, you, can't find, you can't find it. It's fine. The Indian doctor puts... The, um, says okay uh well he told me first i was panicking when he said that my heart stopped 15 seconds he goes don't worry your heart can stop for for up to three minutes before there's brain damage and i'm like oh okay so then he has i'm looking at my chest i don't know by the way i don't know if i believe like 245 it's not not good at this point i was all stitched up okay Actually, no, I'm sorry. I was not stitched up. I was still bleeding. Oh. My face was cut open. Yeah. This was an emergency surgery they were about to do. Right. I'm literally there like this, fucking scared for my life. I look at my chest. My chest has wires everywhere. I'm hooked up to the shocker, the, the defibrillator. It was going to automatically defibrillate, defibril- whatever the shit, shock In my heart. In the event that it stopped again. In the event that my heart went below 30 beats per minute. Boom, it triggers a shock and fucking. So I'm looking at the fucking numbers and now I'm panicking even more. So my heart's racing. You still have weed in your system too? I was fucked up still, bro. But I told the doctor about the the weed edible. So he let, he said, wait a minute. We see see this every day. No, this is a panic attack and there's heart attack. So they, they monitored me for hours. They gave me IV. Next thing you know, 12 hours goes by. I'm fine. My dad picks me up from the, from the hospital. My neighbor actually ratted me Ma- out. Merry Christmas. And told my family that it was weed, that it wasn't uh, my heart. Well, so that happens and you say, all right, that was traumatic. What am I doing? I'm a bitch. I could have died. Let's just go back to comedy. And here you are. Then You're I still said, living on Staten Island. Then and I here said, you're still doing it. So no, no. So then I went back into comedy, but with like a rebirthed mind. I went from not doing comedy to doing comedy every single day. I was getting up at the hop shop in Staten Island. I was hustling through the hop shop, going every Sunday, doing the open mics in Staten Island. Then the week after, started hitting up my old connects, Ryan DeCallos. Yo, let me start bringing people. I was bringing three, four people every week, Monday nights. Which, which takes stamina, yes. Yeah, get, like but, but you're doing it anyway. Getting up at the comic strip. Um... And I was doing really well. I was doing better and better and better. And then within six months, I wasn't bombing. I'm dead serious. Cause, and everyone's like, oh, this kid Tony's always funny. He's always funny. He's doing really well. But I wasn't bombing because I had six years experience before. And now I just finally figured it out. You stopped giving I a stopped fuck, giving, I guess. I stopped getting nervous. When you do comedy seven days a week, I was so nervous when I first started again. Five minutes, I was fucking shaking. My yeah, heart was racing. Right, right, right. By six months in, the nerves completely went away. I started meeting people like Dean David. He used to get me up on Tuesday nights. Then I had Monday nights at the comic strip. And you got then into Sunday, a routine. And- then Sunday nights, I was at the hop shop. Then, cool, then, I, then I started barking for the grizzly pear. That's what changed everything for me. I barked at the grizzly pear. Yeah, in the village. No, no, actually, Sheba Mason, Jackie Mason's daughter, she gave me... Really? I don't know who any of these people are. So, anyway, so Shiva Mason, Shiva Mason is a really funny comedian. She gave me a bunch of stage time that I never had before, back to back. 
that's what also changed me. The I, two I believe, shows I believe a day. you. I believe you because when I when I'm doing I mean, it a lot, I'm everything sharp. I say right now yeah, well, is a fact. Like, no, no. When I'm when I when I when like for two weeks, I'm doing it very regularly. Yeah. I'm I'm on one. I feel sharp. I feel good. I, I'm less. I'm less in my head, and the less I do it, that you know, sometimes if I have drier spells, I feel like I get busy because you know I'm a, I'm a newer guy, right? I, I then, yeah, I, I start to overthink it more. So I think you also have to. There's an extreme confidence in yourself. You have that. I also yeah, believe, but but, but, I but you feel myself, confident when you're just comfortable and you're doing it a lot. It doesn't feel well, like no, 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 big no. of a deal. Every individual. Whereas if you don't do it for that's six months, one, the first one you're doing is gonna for sure. Big. That's just one part just, of it. Though. For example, that's one part of it. Stand-up comedy. The truth is. If you really want to take it anywhere, you have to know deep down in your heart that you're going to make it. And well, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about boasting about it on yeah. social media. No, no, I'm not talking it, about it, pretending to be confident. That's the thing. I'm talking that, about you know yeah. deep down inside that you're going to have a special one day. Well, you're going to be touring the country. That's the thing. Or just, or just working as a pro, right? But just do, but that's also the thing that, you know, kills you. But it's all, yeah, I agree. It's the thing that's necessary. Well, it's what, every, every comic has different ambitions, but what drives me is knowing that I have a very unique story. You, you, you do. Life. It's why I wanted to have you on. It's because I, 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 and thank you for sharing it. You're, you're one of the more fascinating or just more interesting, entertaining guys my, that I've Did I show met. you my fat picture? And you did, yeah. You, you sent on it On the me. show? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you in the suit. We'll we'll try to over. If you send it to me, I'll try to overlay it. This one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try to overlay. So, it. so what I'm saying is, I finally got back into comedy, and now I'm starting to lose weight. Now I'm starting to get in the best shape of my life. Now I feel good. I feel. Funny. Got you asking me about bone broth. It's good. You're in a good. Uh, I feel very strong. I feel very confident. I'm starting to, little by little. Now I'm making money at the pair. Now I'm working the pair. And I was making. I was barking for Sheba. I was doing Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on. I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was doing. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sheba's working every night. I was getting up consecutively. I was barking outside, and I was really good at it. I was like, wow, this is great. Then I found out, oh, you can make money too barking. More more money, you know? So I started working at the pair, barking in the village. I was making 150 then performing. I was like, yo, this is a game changer. Because six years of comedy, I didn't make a fucking dollar. Right. I didn't make a dollar. I produced a couple of one-off shows. Sure. And I was making a little bit of money towards the tail end of it, but I wasn't making money. I wasn't passed at clubs. Nothing. Well, but you know, but it's cool that now you're in but, the hustle. But hold you're, on. You're, 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 you're... Year, year and a half into comedy, it's mm -hmm. been two and a half years back. Mm -hmm. Year and a half in, I went from not making money to now making money. And then I was working at St. Mark's. I was waiting tables. And I was doing this. And I'm and now I'm featuring at Governor's. I'm hosting a Governor's. I was making a couple grand a month between waiting tables to clubs, the comedy clubs, getting spots to doing the same night. You wait tables and you make money. You work as a feature. This is a new thing. Now I'm meeting people in the business. Year Two and a half years later, for the last year and a half, I've been working consecutively almost five to set to se I was getting up at least five to 10 times a week. Well, I'm glad, and I'm glad you got back into it. You know, I think it's a good, uh, and now it's, making it's a money on tour with Danny Lopriore on tour with all these people. But, but this all changed where within you, six months. Yeah. You said you might want to pop up, do some fun shows in Canada. So that'd be, that'd be awesome if you did. I did and, Canada. Uh, I did Canada. I did Montreal with Daniel O'Priori. Right. That's right. Toronto. You're right. You were telling me they, 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 produced, it, they produced it themselves. So and... look, it's kind of funny because that whole tour, I kind of like weasel. I didn't weasel my way on, 
But I just want to show you like how hungry you got to be in comedy. I went. No, to that, see that him. is that is a thing. I went to see him it, four times. Yeah. Four times at Caroline's. Mm-hmm. He didn't let me perform. Uh-huh. Four times I saw his show. I was just hanging out. I was oh, it was cool. I watched all everybody else get up. Yeah. I didn't get up, and I wasn't complaining because I don't deserve it. I I have to prove myself. By the fourth time he seen me there, do five minutes, right? Yeah. I did five minutes. I still have the five minutes. Killed it. From that day forward, we I just started messaging him. Where's the next show? Blah blah blah. Didn't really wasn't really that friendly about it, but just to show like viewers in comedy like how you can get spots. From that, I I I kept. Hustling, hustling. I see he had a show in Philly. I was like, oh, I'm going to sell like 10 tickets. Yes. I sold 10 tickets to his show without even having a spot. And then I asked him if I could perform. There's a lot of that going. There's a lot of uh, hustling. Who there's, does there's, stuff like there's that? There's a lot of, yeah, I've, I've noticed. Who, does, who sells tickets to a show and tells people they're going to perform on the hustlers, show? Hustlers, hustlers. People, don't from, have Sta- a people spot. from Staten Island that sell ice cream when they're 12. That's who. That's who does it. You know, that's the interesting thing about you is you're kind of taking that with you. And I think it's beneficial to people that are kind of trying to. To, 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 you know, be, be in the hustle and, and, and make it work. I, I, you know, I've been here for a few weeks. It's the thing I've noticed about the city in particular is a lot of people are doing a lot of different things and it's yeah, necessary hey, to have the stamina. Right? What's Carabano. up? He's a hustler. He is a hustler. He's yeah. Very, you know, him and his brother had the too. rest. He's funny, but he, yeah, he had a fucking restaurant, which he was running a club out of. They turned it into a club. It's so it's, a, it's a lot of like little stories like that. Right. Um, he's also the guys very who are funny doing as a comic. Too. He, he is. But the interesting thing is a lot of people. Uh, that are kind of at the precipice of tr- you know trying to trying to take the next step whatever that whatever that next step is it, it's a, it is a lot of self self it's funny how self, you said it's self, funny how you said uh, motivation self producing fu- uh, get up and go you're it's funny you know how you said you said you know all you you you'd be happy when I was boasting about like what I plan on doing and what I want to have a special one day and what I want to do this and that you're like ah you could also be happy with just working as a pro comic. But the truth is, Sam, and I say this as humbly as possible, somebody that's making $5,000 a week at, a, at 17 years old is not going to just work or be a regular comic. I can't be satisfied with that. Well, you and my have... brother, hold on, my brother Nick Shoot. has millions of dollars in camera gear and is literally Hollywood. I can make anything we want. I have a backyard with a full carpentry uh, movie business carpentry section where we can build sets in my backyard. I I, I wish so, so, I wish you a lot of success so, doing no, that. If, man. Hold on, hold on. If it's, if I don't become one of the greatest one day, it will only be because of my own lack of effort and application and work ethic. It's not gonna. Everything is in place to succeed for anyone in life. Anyone, you, me, the the, the platforms exist. To be extremely successful. Yeah. If you don't get there, it's from your own lack of effort. You and could, you could have, well, here, let, let's turn it into a I'm motivational social, social media. Let's turn it into is, a motivational podcast here because most, like, no one that listens to this does stand up, right? Like, like it's just, you know, you can apply that in most things, right? In anything. It's important to have, uh, you know, I, I do, I do anything. say, I do say, I strongly believe that uh, your mind attracts everything. Yeah, and I will I say. say that with confidence. I started ice cream with $300 a day on the route. I turned it into a $2,500 a day, 4th of July, $3,500 a day back to the beach. I did that from resources, from connections. Anything you do in life, it's a business. When you apply business to, to what you do, 
you succeed. If you want to be a doctor and you want to work as a doctor, okay, you'll make money. But if you want to work as a doctor and open a practice and start a podcast and do this, now you're fucking... Dick is out. Yeah, you yeah. drive it a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference between people that succeed. Well, you and you, you, you got you got to know what you want to. You I'm know, not you, just a you, comedian, you, bro. I am very passionate. You're about you're also a criminal. That's, I'm a criminal. That's what's great. Remember <laughs> that, you fucking degenerate. <laughs> this was great. Yeah. No, listen. After you leave here, you check your wallet. Yeah, no, it's I I, I already I locked it in the room right there. <laughs> you notice it. <laughs> No, but I appreciate you coming on. This was this was a lot of fun. It was I'm sorry, insightful. I'm very passionate. No, no, but I'm I like. No, but here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Because nobody. I've been I've been trying to get a. Yeah, well, what's up? It's. I was gonna say all these comedy clubs, and no disrespect, because we got to earn our rights. But all these different comedy clubs, they see you, they hustle, they see you hustling, but they don't really know the level of what you have to offer. And and everyone. Well, that's will, true. I think it's your job to prove it exactly. and to stand out. But here's the that's thing, and, about, and I just want to get a word in edgewise yeah. here. I think that is applicable in most anything. So there are a lot of young dudes. Like I see the demographics of people that listen to this. Again, it's a humble, it's a, I, I always say it's a humble number of people that listen to this. It's not listened to by millions of people. But you know, if you fucking listen to this and you're fucking an hour and a half in, you know, a lot of the guys who listen to this are younger men. Uh, it's just what it is. I'd love it if more women listen, but you know. We need men. You know, a lot of young men do listen to this and it is kind of, you know, I, I know you guys kind of consume this sort of shit all the time through other channels, but it, it does appear that that um having a sense of a direction gives you purpose i know that sounds vague you know but, I, but, I, but, I, but what i mean is like if you know what you want and you're pursuing it you feel like yes you know you're heading in the right direction you I feel perp you feel purpose and it's interesting it's just interesting that it took you you know having a fucking heart oh, attack and so an indian guy years. saying we're gonna put a fucking pacemaker in your neck before you kind of had that epiphany but it's interesting that you did and i it's hope the story funny. i hope this but you I, just, I will say i hope the story can find more people because you, i'm 32 yeah i just moved out of my house four months ago for the first time in my life god bless I staten just, island bro it is and 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 what what happened was this is the thing the last couple of months have been unbelievable because i work at governors now and governors opened a tremendous amount of doors for me as a comic you know, going on tour with Danny Lopriar is great, and I love him, and we're having a great time. And I got to bond with Matt McCoy and Max Matikoff, and now we're all really good friends. And and I've I've done probably like eighteen to twenty, I think eighteen cities with them. We did, yeah, we did you're, you're, Toronto, I'm Montreal. Happy, I'm happy you're in it, man. But what I'm, I'm saying I'm is, governors, governors really opened doors for me as a comic, and then also moving forward because now I'm working as a host. As a feature, mm -hmm. I'm doing. I went from doing little seven minute spots in the city to now doing 25, 30 minute spots, two shows a weekend, two night shows. Like I'll have a show where I do two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, do an hour each night of comedy. No, it's great. That took me to the That's next great. level. And then also, every headliner that works governors, they're past at all these New York City clubs. So like I worked with Knock on Wood, like a couple of really funny comics, like. Vladimir Camano, who's an absolute sweetheart. He works at the stand a lot. You know Vladimir? Yes. Bro, the kid's hysterical he and is. an absolute gentleman. Him and Gastor both passed at the stand. Very, I got to very, work with very, them. Very funny, yes. I got to work with them at gov because of governors. If it wasn't for governors, I wouldn't have ever – like I, they see me in the city. Vlad sees me. Gastor sees me. But they didn't know like, oh, this kid's funny. This kid's cool. Like he's got a deep – actually, Vlad said to me, he's like, yo, Tone. He goes, you got a lot of pain. Like he looked at my fat picture, and that's what he said to me. He goes, you got a lot of pain. I said, yeah, bro. 
you don't know how many times I've cried. Like I, it's always the people that have been suffering and pain and empathy and connected to the world <clears throat> on a different level. You know what I mean? I lost my cousin Joey, 22 years old. He was my first cousin. I knew him my whole life. He was my brother. He died at 22 years old. I was tw I was 26. It broke me down in a way I've never felt anything break me down. Just saying it now gives me the chills. My heart. It, it was. I'm sorry. And it was it was my own fault that it wasn't my own fault. It was it was kind of crazy because my uncle Sammy was complaining. He, I have a stick shift car. Remember I told you about that. Mm -hmm. I've always had stick shift cars. My cousin Joey admired me. I was the older cousin. I was the cousin that did the ice cream truck. I taught my cousin Joey some of the scam stuff I used to do. He was like my little like my little brother. You know what I mean? And but he just wouldn't listen to me. He didn't know how to drive stick shift. He loved stick shift. His father didn't want him to get a stick shift car, so he went behind his back. His mother signed the the motorcycle thing. And we told him not to get it. I I. I tried to convince him not to get it. He just wouldn't listen to me, bro. He would not listen to me. So he went out, got it, because his father didn't want him to drive a stick shift car. So he, he got it, ride the bike for a couple months, boom, crashed the bike, dislocated his shoulder, broke his shoulder, ended up in the hospital. He was in the hospital for weeks, road rash all over his body. Fucking motorcycle was still in his house. He didn't want, where's my mic? Where's my bike? Don't worry about the bike. We got to get better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like his parents were very upset about it. But fortunate we have him. Fast forward a year later, gets back on the bike. Same bike. Father every day would tell me. They were looking at the, they were going to dealership to dealership, looking at my car, the STI, trying to buy my car for him so he can get rid of the bike. His father's like, you, we get the car, you get rid of the bike. I was at the dealership with them in Staten Island. They came there to pick up the car. My Uncle Sammy wouldn't let them buy the car because of a couple thousand dollars. It was like a price thing or whatever. Now I was trying to get a better deal. You know, typical Arabic shit will come back tomorrow. Yeah, immigrant shit. Every day I was working the ice cream truck. Every day my Uncle Sammy was calling me that week. Every single day. He called me and he asked me, Tony, Habibi, Khalo, because I had a lot of money. I was going to buy the bike for like three, four grand and just put it aside just so he don't ride it. You know what I mean? So, because we didn't like the way he drove it. We just didn't like, we didn't feel safe about it. It's just, I felt it in my he's heart. He's a wild boy. He's a wild boy. Bro, I'm, you know, it's crazy because I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I get a phone call a week later. I couldn't get the bike. I couldn't meet up with him. I get a phone call a week later. I'm driving home on the Verrazano, on the Verrazano Bridge in Steno. And my mom, she's like, Tony. She's like, uh, she's like really upset. She's like crying and shit. She's like, Joey got into an accident on the motorcycle, and I don't know if he's going to, he's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to make it. And I'm like, bro, I'm like in tears. I'm like driving. I'm driving on the bridge. I'm like fucking. Because you saw it coming, bro. It's crazy. I I was literally. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I was literally in tears, and I'm I'm driving over the Verrazano Bridge, and I'm like, what do you what do you mean he's not gonna he's not he's not gonna make it? I'm like I'm. I'm literally, my heart is like racing. I literally cut or on the Verrazano Bridge, bro. I literally turned the car in the little middle section that you know, like where the where the opening is for police. I fucking got beeped at. I literally almost got into an accident. I flipped my car around. I started driving back towards Queens. Got the name of the hospital. I'm like, okay, maybe you know he's in another accident, maybe surgery, whatever. I get there. My Uncle Sammy is 
crying. My aunt is crying. Everyone's crying. I'm I'm like literally like I, I see the curtain. I don't know what's about to happen. I walk in there. My cousin Joey was dead on the table. Dead. This is somebody I spent my whole life. My little brother literally lived next to him my whole life. I spent every, when, even when I moved to Staten Island, I spent every day, every weekend, I would go back and forth and I would see him. And we talked together every day on the phone. I was with him three days before he died. It was the craziest thing that ever happened to me, bro. And I'm looking at my cousin Joey and I'm looking at this kid. He's on the, he's on the table. He's dead. His face is swollen. The doctor is, my uncle Sammy, like, you should have bought the bike. You should have bought the bike. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I literally was out there fucking stealing money from the ice cream truck. I could have bought the bike for my cousin Joey. You know what I mean? I was over here on the ice cream truck worried about making money. And I could have taken the bike for my cousin Joey. And, and you know, I felt responsible. And my uncle Sammy he died on impact. So, I mean, he didn't feel it. He was, the doctor said he wouldn't feel it. He was driving in between the lines. It was raining. And I think he was, I think he was high. I think he was high too. It was very sad, bro. There's and, not, there's not a lot you can do. To, no, I know. I know. To, you know I, I even, get worked up about we it. Tr just we even try, we try to protect people from themselves, but so, but it's, my but uncle, it's, but my uncle Sammy, if, but would, he didn't look at me the same for years, bro. Well, that's that's Years. that's a coping that's a coping mechanism. It's better it's, now. It's better now. Well, I I hope so. Thank you. No, thank you. Holidays have thank never you. been the same. Well, I can imagine, but you know, thank you for um, for opening up about that. Man. I mean, I, it's it's uh, you know, if you have a you might have, you might have a lot of pain, but it's through that sort of thing. That no, I mean, a I'm lot of listen, but I'm, but I'm it's through strong. that it's through that sort of thing that a lot of you know resilient. It's through that sort of resilience that a lot of you know. Motivation, I'm I think, a real can be person, derived. That, you you know, know, but, but, but you could see, My but you see Joey's it. Joey's profile picture on his fucking thing is still his bike. He loved that bike, I guess. Still his bike. He was a handsome fucking kid. He was half Spanish, half Arabic. Handsome kid. Bright future. It's in front of my house. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, buddy. Listen, it's tough. And look, this was me when I first lost the weight. Yeah. This was me when I first lost the weight. I was mad. You see this? Yeah. I Hold saw. on. No, I saw. I saw. This was this was me and my cousin Joey back in the day. You know what I mean? I it's, can I can only apologize if that happened to you, man. I mean, it's part of your. It's no, part, no, no. It's, you know, it's it's but part of your I'm, it's part of your I'm story. Saying, it's a very fascinating story. You know, it's, so it's and people, it's and it's not done. You know, you're on a you feel you're on a path to doing something. Uh, you know, that's important for you, and and, you and I what, hope that it's it the all. But I awareness that I have. That has kept me alive and out of trouble for this long. Because growing up in school, my school, out of 170 kids in my high school, six of them overdosed. It was heavy on the pills, heavy on the cocaine, heavy on the drugs. I've never taken drugs in my life. I could have easily Other than fall, weed. Other than weed. Right. But, I, but that could have, you know what I mean? I know weed that... And even that almost got you. And that almost got me. That's why now... I mean, I don't smoke anymore, but in the past, if I ever did smoke, I would always like, I'm going to dispensaries. I didn't fuck around my life after that happened to me. But what I'm saying is, man, you know, like when people say like, how do you know you're going to make it? Where do you, how do you know you're going to like, if you want to, you know, Kevin Hart, Chappelle and all these people, only time will tell that I have, uh, this is going to happen. These people 
believed in themselves and felt that way about themselves before they even had remote success, bro. Well, it's, you have it's to necessary because if you don't, uh, the the difficult path that uh, lies before you can eat a person up, and it is crucial. I would argue to to have that, and if you have that, then that's that's good, that's productive. I would say, and you know, I, I'm glad I got to meet you, man. I'm glad I got Dude. to I'm glad I got to cross paths with you, man. This was really I'm cool. Sorry, we both fight loud. And, no, it's uh, great. This is this is great. I, I enjoyed. Uh, I had a feeling this is how it would to, go. I'm not afraid to open up and talk. To no, you. but I had a feeling how this is how it would go. I didn't know the direction it would take, but I I had a feeling that you know you would have a lot to to say. And I think I think it was I think it was captivating. It's a little bit of a change of pace for people, but I think it was captivating for people because you have an interesting story, and I hope you get a chance to keep uh, you know telling it to people. Ew, I, I don't want not to be soft, but it's it, you know sappy, but it's you know it's you know I, I feel truth, that's an appropriate is, I feel that's an appropriate tone to rap is, on here, you know. For a long time, so I don't get me wrong, like I get emotional by talking to my cousin by talking about my cousin Joey because he really was a big. Like he was my he was my brother, bro. Like my brother. Like it wasn't easy. It was not easy. It really wasn't. But with that being said, I after the years that passed, you know, you let go of things and you learn to you gotta be strong, bro. You have to be strong. I'm a strong person. I'm as vulnerable and as empathetic I am, I'm I'll fucking I'll put somebody's head through a brick wall, bro. I'm not even kidding. I'll fucking end I will end somebody. Right behind you. If somebody if somebody has to go, if if I'm in a situation where someone's harming my family, I can kill somebody to protect my somebody I have if I have to. But at the same time, I have that vulnerability and that empathy, and I think that the man I am today, it you need to go through struggle in order to achieve greatness. Everyone's different. You need to have different levels. I think yeah. everyone's road is different. Yeah, but, but, but what you're God, describing actually is is kind of Staten Island in a nutshell, a little bit. You, I'll kill for my family, but also I'm if vulnerable. If I have to. If I have to, but I'm vulnerable enough. Yeah, you know, and that's like, – I think that's what, one of the things that makes you endearing. And I, I, I hope people – you know, I hope people will be uh, – you know, the, the humble few people that listen to this might be inclined to kind of follow your path, man. So I, I can only thank you for coming on, for taking all the fucking time to, to open up and everything and uh, and for sharing the stories. Yeah, you've very fascinating – you're a fascinating guy because uh, because of what you've been through. I think it's just it's, it, it gives. I, I think it gives you a really interesting perspective on the world and uh, and yeah. I mean, if if anyone wants to follow you, where can they get at you? And if there's anything you want to plug, what's uh, what would that be? Uh, uh, my Instagram is Tony D Comedy. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be linked. So yes, yeah, so I, I make sketches. I, I imitate my family. Observations out in the wild. A lot of yeah. Too. <laughs> I mean, you know, note. I'm really out here doing comedies. You know, I'm out here six days a week. Traveling in Manhattan, I have shows. I just recently did Gramercy Theater. I'm actually going to be on New York One this Thursday. We're shooting a a two minute segment about me and my comedy and how I came back. Yeah, yeah, you were talking about that. From being fat and had a heart attack. Very cool. Yeah, so we're doing that. In, uh, and this is going to come out uh, tomorrow. So the, we'll, uh, we'll sick. So we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put that. We'll put that out. You do whatever you want with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm man. writing a book and I'm writing. I'm writing a screenplay. You, you, you should. I, 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 you know, and if you're a good, you know, because you're a hustler and a guy who seems to not have any issues kind of networking with other New York guys, I, I, I hope and think you Comedy's might get a chance organic. to cross paths with people that uh, might Comedy's, find your story to be uh, as riveting organic. as I do. So. Comedy's organic, bro. It all happens. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. it. I appreciate the. Uh, took me six weeks, by the way, to get to New York. That's the New York handshake right there. It's taking me six weeks to fucking get that down pat.
You got that weird Canadian handshake where you like hold on to it like you want to buy yeah, this song. Yeah, it's this. It's the, we do this. What we, do you do? We do this. We do the fucking. That's, yeah, that's dope. It's West Coast. Apparently, I, I found out. Apparently, this that's a gang thing. Me, this fucking, this fucking, you know, is, is fucking, this fucking uh, Jesuit school kid. I, I've been doing the fucking gang, gang greeting for most of uh, my adulthood. Is, you, know, you are, you are French. You are from uh, Montreal. You know, it's different. Uh, my uncle is from Paris. You know, <laughs> he's uh, spent some times in Paris. You know, uh, I don't like the police department. You know, because no. I work in it, but I work. I was supposed to be a police officer. You know that. That would have been funny if you. That's were... what I was actually in school for. I went to college for three years. Uh, I went to K Kingsborough Community College for three years and it never graduated. That'll be for part two if we ever do this yeah. again, if we ever get a chance to. <laughs> how, you, how, you, how, you, how you became a, a guy who skims off the top instead of becoming a, a cop. Uh, listeners, I'm at I'm Sam Adamo. If you're tuning in for the first time, please follow the pod. Sub if you're new. Leave a thumbs up. That all helps us. And um, thank you for listening. This was, a, this was a longer one, but I think this was a cool story. You're going to put in there? The whole thing, man. Yeah, the whole thing. I enjoyed this very you much. Ever cut things up, though. How does that work? I mean, you know, maybe, maybe when you know, we we might bleep out a couple of a couple of things here and there. But you know, it's, it's, don't worry, man. It's all good. It's, it's, you're 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 in good hands, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. A la próxima. Ciao.